And we're on. And we're here. Welcome back to the Penny Bloom Podcast. This is episode six. It's been about a month since I last seen Tavares. Should we start naming these episodes? We well, usually I guess do. We do. We yeah. do. Okay. But like, we usually we don't do. name them until we're after, yeah, until we're that's, done. That's like, because when yeah. we like spent whatever we spent the most time talking about, because we don't really, yeah, we, don't really we have a loose it. outline. We don't plan this magic, guys. Like, like I don't it's know. it most like we plan like, obviously we have an outline, but like most of the conversation that happens isn't planned. Yeah. No. And for some, that's a bad thing. I disagree. <laughs> it's the best part. Like, it is. Like, organic, if you're not having a free-flowing, natural. organic, natural conversation, then what are you doing? What you doing, man? We just wanted to start the show off by uh, sending our prayers out to Sedan. We did. Prayers up. A lot of shitty stuff happening. Yeah, you know? It's, it's crazy, like, how, how like, governments and, uh, like, different organizations, like, within a country can just get, like... Everything can so like happen so quickly and blow up to these huge tragedies, but you know, yeah. in this day and age, I feel like we we should put respect on things like this. Try to you know figure them out, not not aim our our interest towards other useless things like you know, yeah, just really most shit that happens on a daily basis. For everyone that is uh, unaware of what's happening in Sudan, everything started in December with mm-hmm. the Sudan uprising. Rallies began as demonstrations against, or as demonstrations again the rising against the rising cost of food and shortages of fuel, but they were morphed into protests against the president Omar al Bashir. Mm-hmm. Omar al Bashir was a piece of shit. Yeah, his legacy is one of human suffering and atrocities, according to CNN. The movement started off on an optimistic note, with the nation's women at the heart of the demonstrations and iconic images of them defying police brutality uh-huh. shared widely. Which, I saw a lot of those on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And they are fucking magnificent mm-hmm. shots. But God, just some of the, the shit that's it's just happening, like the, it's the, terrible. Wor- the worst parts about this is just like, it, when, when there are insular conflicts such as this, like, other countries just want to, you know, like, leave it be, just not do anything, be like be like you know wasn't involved never was not going to get involved but like that's kind of fucked up because like most countries got to where they were speaking specifically towards america now like most countries got to where they were through the same like sort of things yeah and like what where like if if the if the union had france during the during the revolution and they weren't like you know being uh bitches like maybe maybe things wouldn't have been so bad but you know Politics, yeah. man. Politics, it's, man. Shit's trash. And like Bashir, like I said, piece of shit. It's estimated that more than fifteen thousand villagers were killed by the government-backed militia between two thousand three and two thousand four. Fifteen thousand people killed by the government That's in crazy. a year. Like nobody, like United Nations, like no nobody, like saw this and was like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't let this this tyrant run a country. That militia was also accused of raping women in Darfur, and the government was accused of using chemical weapons against the community. Jesus Christ. That's like the that's like number one on the list of like human rights no nos. Like you do not use chemical weapons on your own populace. Like that's just like, yeah, like the, what the one fuck thing. are you doing? That, it, it's already like it's already a, a big enough debate to use chemical weapons on other places because they know that citizens will be affected yeah it has lasting effects and citizens will be affected so they're like even if they aren't our citizens they're still innocent why the fuck would we use chemical warfare that shit oh god listen to this 
The International, Criti- the International Criminal Court's chief prosecutor issued an arrest warrant in 2009 for Bashir on charges of genocide and war crimes. What, what year is this? 2009. <laughs> Ten years ago, this, this was issued to him for genocide and war crimes. He just got out oh boy. this last year. The court issued another arrest warrant in 2010, but in 2014 had to suspend the case because of lack of support from the United Nations Security Council. Hmm. Interesting. And that's just scratching the surface, yo. That's just scratching the surface. I know I'm gonna get a debate topic about this, and well, actually, yeah, no, I probably will get a debate topic about this in a couple months, so that'll be fun. Just so much shit going on, and it's, it's terrible. So prayers, prayers yeah. out to Sudan. We <clears throat> we try to avoid politics as much as we can here because that's a real good way to lose listenership. But. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know, you got it. You got to say something. You so, got to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let let's end this off on a positive note. The introduction. So Robert Pattinson, you heard it here first, is going to be the new Batman. It we is confirmed. Right Warner Warner Brothers confirmed. Yes, he they is did. Batman. So so you're welcome. We told you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like I said, then I'm excited about it. I yeah, think he's no, going to be a good good you, little uh-huh. uh, good little Batman. Since since then, I, I've, I've since that episode, I've gone back and I, I watched his movie. Um, Shoot, what was it called? Good, good time, incredible, like yeah. really good. The one of the directors is actually the like the supporting the supporting actor, um, and like it's about basically like these two brothers. One goes to jail, the other doesn't. And the the one who goes to jail is autistic and has like severe mental like health issues, and uh, basically Robert Pattinson's character is just literally the movie is him is a night of him trying to get the money to get his brother out of jail. He does some like wild shit but it, it's awesome like that I sounds dope it's it's really cool like it's a really small condensed movie kind of like the episode we're going to talk about in a bit and it, oh, yeah. it's yeah it's it's just super interesting it's awesome have you heard about who, what characters are supposed to appear in this batman movie the villains oh sh- yeah, they're supposed to be like six there's, villains yeah, they're bro supposed to have like basically dude basically, i grew like, up on batman the big ones i like, fucking love batman oh, yeah, like no, i got a book from when i was like seven where my parents like customized it to where like serious? i was like a character in this that's book dope. for christmas that is dope yeah it's right over there oh shit. oh it's fucking that's awesome tight. too here <laughs> let me uh read you a little bit of a transcript here <laughs> Colton Lee Robertson, enjoy this book. A special gift from Grandma and Grandpa Graham. (laughs) Back home in Blue Springs, Missouri, Colton told Quentin, Cameron, and Vinny all about his exciting adventure. The police had arrived and arrested Catwoman. Batman slipped away into the shadows. The manager of Toy Tower was thrilled to get the Cat 2000 back. Colton finally got his tour of the toy store with the amazing robot as his guide. And best of all, Colton got a postcard in the mail. Dear Colton, it said, thanks for your help solving the Cat 2000 crime. I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, Batman. That's so cool. It was so cool, dude. This is like probably one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, no, gifts that's ever. Dope. <laughs> yes, I loved it so much. But as I said a moment ago, Catwoman should be appearing in this movie. Catwoman. I heard that there um there's an actor that they were looking for who I thought would be good for it. For Catwoman? Yeah. Audrey Plaza? Yes. Yes. That would be perfect. Or, is it Aubrey or Audrey? I think it's Aubrey. Think Aubrey Plaza. Here. She was in uh, Parks and Rec. As a uh, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. She was in Parks and Rec. She's she was in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Mm-hmm. She's been in a lot of stuff, and, like, and she is an amazing actress. She's such a perfect weirdo. Oh yeah, no, I fucking she is. love her. <laughs> she is, and she's just like 
at the same time, like, she's just a great actor, which you wouldn't feel like it because, like, someone as awkward as her, as awkward as she portrays herself on screen, just should be a terrible actor. But, like... Oh, no, and, like, what I've heard is, like, the dark, like, dark, cynical, like, uh kind of intimidating character she plays in Parks and Rec is just, like, the way she is. Yeah. Like, all the time. Really? Wow. Which I think is amazing because, like, I was, like, weirdly attracted to her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fucks with that. I was like, damn, she kind of (laughs) cute. But, yeah, Aubrey Plaza could be the new Catwoman. And I think that's a perfect fit. Who was the one before her, the the last one? Uh, I think think Halle Berry was Catwoman. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, Halle Berry was Catwoman. Uh, that was a huge flop. That was. That was a t- huge flop. Uh, but who's in the last, in the Dark Knight Rises? Who what was the actor's name? She's really famous. Um, oh, man. I can't, I can't remember her name. I'll look it up right now. But uh, it's also supposed to get appearances from, like, uh, the Riddler. The Riddler. Uh, uh, Penguin, Penguin. Two-Face. Uh-huh, yep. I, just, I don't think they're doing the Joker, though. They're, they're staying away from him for now, which I think is probably smart. That is probably... There's been a lot of adaptations of the Joker within the past, like, really six years or so. And I'm like, really excited about the new one, though. Oh, yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That looks good. That does. Like, oh. the dark, dark portrayal uh-huh. of how he became the Joker. And no, nobody knows anything about that. Not really, yeah. yeah. It's like, none of us it was really always, have an it's idea. It's a mystery. It's all, it always has been. They kind of play and it's, it up. And it's set, like, before Batman mm-hmm. exists. Really? Yeah, like okay. he's. It's supposed to be like. I'm thinking. My theory is the movie's gonna end, with the Joker killing Batman's parents. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, you know, I mean, like, I just think it'd be so fucking cool. You know, I don't really <laughs> they, have any backing to that theory. Yeah, okay. But like, I just think it'd be so fucking cool if like the entire like story of this Batman uh-huh. comes back around to the Joker being like his ultimate. That would be interesting. His that would be a really nemesis. interesting way to retcon the series too, and do something that nobody else has done. Has done. Like it, it's not a, a, a factual part of Batman's origin story, no. but it would be interesting to see. Like, just and like who that says? Revelation. I mean, like, and sh- shout out to the original comic books mm-hmm. and the original writers of everything. But like, obviously, there have been so many adaptations. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to have something new. Yeah, exactly. So how fucking dope would it be yeah. if at the end of this movie, the Joker? Pops a cap in Batman's parents' asses. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, this is what I feel like the, the whole of the DC universe kind of needs right now. Is like they need a just revival, like, just like say something like, new. Fuck it. Like we're not gonna do like these typical origin stories because one thing about DC versus Marvel comics is I think DC comics have always been written superior to Marvel comics. I agree. But they try to adapt the the the, the written nature of those into films, but they don't recognize that it's a film. It's not. It, yeah, it's, it's not, not, it's a, not comic a comic book. book. Yeah. It's not this like thing that you wanted to make it. it. It like you have to make it interesting for people to watch. And Marvel was like. Yes, that's why their movies are so funny, so like family friendly, so, so just... and but like at the same time they they're enthralling for everybody. Yeah, not, exactly. Not just like not mm-hmm. just a family friendly. Oh, we're superheroes. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like like bro, when I went to Endgame, I fucking bawled the whole time. <laughs> Yo, that movie was great. <laughs> yes. But like, and DC did a good job with uh, the most recent Dark Knight trilogy. They obviously. Did. They did. But since then, it's been kind of downhill up until and, Aquaman and Shazam. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I haven't seen Shazam, like, but Aquaman was really good. You know why like that was so great it was because like they were it was it was Christopher Nolan, and he had complete control over what they were doing with that yes. movie. Like it wasn't like trying to be this part in some ma- like massive, massive universe, universe or anything. Yeah. It was just 
it was a Batman movie. And that's yeah. all it had to be. That's mm-hmm. all it was. And, it, oh God, and that's another reason I'm really excited for so the Joker good. movie is because this doesn't tie in to whatever else DC is doing. This really? is just Joker's movie, I think. I'm pretty okay. sure that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is just the Joker's movie. Yeah. And I think there is nobody better to play the crazy motherfucker the Joker than the crazy motherfucker Joaquin Phoenix. Because that dude <laughs> is fucking batshit. Yo. <laughs> you no can pun tell intended. just from like, looking at them. Like, and, like, Heath Ledger obviously wasn't crazy but, like, you've heard, of course, about how he, how he handled, got into yeah. the role for Joker. Like, yeah. you just have to do something. You, you have to be, l- like, loose. Like, something's got to be There was something I heard missing. that, like, uh, Jack Nicholson, who played the Joker back in 1989, I think, yeah. said, uh, like, when he got the part, Heath Ledger, he was like, apparently, I, I heard this, I don't know this for sure, that uh-huh. he told Heath Ledger, like, be careful. Really? Like, don't get lost in this. <laughs> Which is funny, because if you look back at 1989 Batman, Joker's yeah. a fucking joke. Alright? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that dude is not intimidating whatsoever. Not at all. But yeah, I mean, gosh, Heath Ledger's Joker, man. Heath Ledger's Joker. Probably the best incredible. superhero character in any movie ever. Yeah. and it's, Without like, a doubt. I me. knew that as a, as a what's, that movie came out 2008? Yeah, something like that. Like as a, as a seven year old, I knew that. Like I knew <laughs> like this was a legendary like portrayal of Joker. Two thousand eight. Yeah. I didn't have the words to articulate that thought, but I, I knew it. Yeah, dude, that was such a great movie. But yeah, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is gonna be Batman. <laughs> and see, that's where this, this is. This is just the magic, folks. I this is the magic, right? <laughs> We went way into that rabbit hole, and you're welcome for that, alright? Roll the tape. You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. This segment here, we will be breaking down season three, episode ten of Breaking Bad, called Fly. 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 <laughs> so I believe I can fly. Hey, no R. Kelly here. The uh <laughs> 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 the uh <laughs> Alright, as far as you want to give them the background here? Yeah, sure. So Season 3, episode 10 of, the, of Breaking Bad. This was a bit of a detour from what they normally do. Uh, this was considered, or this was called, what they would call in the film industry, I guess, a bottle episode, where they basically limit the budget, and they limit the cast, and there's a small amount of sets used in the for the entirety of the episode, usually no more than, like, two, maybe three. I think in this one, there was probably, like... There was two. Two sets, two. I mean, they had the hotel room, they had the lab, yeah. and they had the, ups, the factory. Yeah. 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 Um, so, like, they, they usually do this if, uh, like, shows are expanding and they want to free up money. So, this was the first episode that they went beyond making, uh, ten episodes in a single, in a single season, so. But yeah, the, uh, first season was seven, second, ep- mm-hmm. second season was thirteen, so they got a twenty-episode order for the first two seasons, and they mm-hmm. split it seven, thirteen, instead of ten and ten. And then the third, third season was also thirteen episodes. Yeah. But this was definitely a great use of a bottle episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, basically, for a little context, 
this slow ass episode is fucking perfect. Like, Amazing. It 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 just shows or it epitomizes a lot of the the character struggles throughout the entirety of the show. Struggles that they'll continue to have and that will continue to come like to more of a fruition. Uh, but it, it kind of encapsulates those and lets them play out mm-hmm. over the journey, the small, insignificant journey of trying to kill the damn fly. This fucking fly, man. Yeah. This fucking fly. And I just I just love the way it shows how different and how complicated the relationship is between Walt and Jesse. Yeah, it definitely does. And it also, like, it lets them banter back and forth about solving a problem, like a single mm-hmm. problem, which it kind of, like... That, that kind of goes to show that, like, all of the other bigger problems that they deal with and how, like, they deal with those. Yeah, exactly. Because, well. like, they, throughout the episode, you can see the differences yeah. in, their, in their personas and just the way they look at things. Yeah, you can. So let's, uh, let's dive into it, the episode itself. <clears throat> all right. So the episode starts with uh, Walt waking up in his hotel room, looking up at a fire alarm with a red light beeping, mm-hmm. beeping, or not beeping, but flashing. Yeah. Fire alarm's not beeping. I but, hope uh, not. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with that. He gets out of bed at uh, 6 a.m. And he heads down to the factory where he's about to cook up some meth. Cook up. Cooking cooking up dope with a little Uzi, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> White people. Um, so, yeah, he gets there. Him and Jesse meet. And uh, they cook. Then at the end of the day... Walt sits down to add up some numbers, figure out if they're on track for their their cook, what they had, the production yep. level, and uh, they're off by about 0.14 percent. Seems insignificant. Seems very insignificant, but with the amount of meth they're cooking, 0.14 percent was about half of a pound of meth. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking meth, That's guys. A lot of meth. Get a lot of people high. That's a lot of meth. Do you get high off meth, or do you just like get fucked up? Like, I, mean, I think it's a high, right? Is it? I don't know. I think it, I think it would almost have to be a high. Just tweaking off meth, you know? Yeah, tweaking, tweaking, <laughs> tweaking, tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but half a pound of meth is uh, is about gone. So like Jesse and Walter back and forth, they're like, "So how could it have how could it have gone away?" And Jesse's yeah. like, uh, "What about evaporation?" He's like, "No, I, it's not that." And he goes, "Okay, well, what about like you know, like uh, the the drops on like a really cold beer?" <laughs> and this is where Walter just looks at Jesse as he does so many times, and he's just like, like, "Are you fucking you, kidding you me, idiot!" Like condensation? condensation is that what you're talking about? That thing that you learn in the third grade? No, not that. No, it can't be condensation. <laughs> can't be condensation. And he goes, "All right, well, what about the gunk, yo? <laughs> what about the gunk that we scrape out at the end of every day?" He's like. Oh fuck the vestiges. vestiges. So they figure out that it's the gunk that they have to scrape out of every tank every single night. And then that's when the episode gets interesting. That's when it gets interesting. Cause a fly lands in front of Walter. And what's Little Walter gotta fly. do this fly? He's gotta, He's gotta kill. kill this fly. He's gotta Cause that's it. a contamination to the meth. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Walt really thinks this fly is going to fuck up the operation. And, to be honest, he doesn't. He's just overthinking shit. You know, yeah, that's what Walt exactly. does. That's what Walt does. <clears throat> so, Walt sees the fly. Mm-hmm. Homie tries to smack the fly. Fly flies away, lands on the table behind him. He looks at it. He turns around. Grabs his clipboard real slowly. Tries to sneak attack the fucking fly. Fly flies away. Believe it or not, that's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, this fly is flying around. It's buzzing right below a, a light. Walt throws his shoe at it, misses, breaks the light, shatters, glass flies everywhere, and his shoe gets stuck. Guy almost dies. Guy almost dies because, you know, falling glass. Yeah. <laughs> and to be then, continued, though. To be continued. And then he climbs up. Up on a uh, on a ledge because you know he's got to get his shoe down. Got to get his shoe. You're not just gonna walk yeah. out there with one shoe. Yeah, that would be true. Not in a meth lab. <laughs> so he uh, he climbs up there. He's got a broom to try and reach this reach the shoe. And he sees the fly. <laughs> fly sitting up there, and he goes, "You little bastard!" He tries to smack the shit out of the fly with the broom. Guess what? He falls off the ledge, bounces off a container, and lands on the floor. Yeah. This man. <laughs> Is not in any shape to be falling 20 feet to the no, ground. he guys. ate shit. Like, oh my god. Like, it, it's honestly really hilarious watching it. Like, you feel bad because it's like, just like, it's like watching like an elderly person, like, just like. Fall 20 feet fall to 20 the ground. feet and just laughing, but like. <laughs> but like, yo, this man deserved it's that hilarious. shit. <laughs> this man deserved to fall that far. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, uh read, read him your, your poem. We have, we have a poet on our hands. Oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. This was, uh, actually, what's funny is I didn't even mean to write this as a poem. But, uh, it came out that way. <laughs> Walt sees a fly. Homie tried to sneak attack a fly. Homie destroys his shit looking for this fucking fly. Swung a broom, fell out the sky. <laughs> That's it, folks. That's, That's it. it. That's all. That's all you need. <laughs> Next up in the episode, Jesse Jesse shows up because Walt stayed there the entire night trying to kill this fly. The all, entire fucking night, night, guys. All night. Jesse shows up the next morning. And he tries to open the door. When all the air is sucked out at him and he like is overwhelmed, his ears start popping. He can't. Jesse's like, "What in the living? What in the hell is happening?" Walt tried to vacuum seal the lab so that no, so that the fly could not escape. Oh my god, the guy is like just losing it, like literally losing. It. <laughs> There's been a contamination. Walt tells Jesse, "Said contamination is fly." <laughs> Even. Tavares' note here. Go ahead. Okay. Even someone as chemically uneducated and generally uneducated, like Jesse, he's, for example, he failed Walter's chemistry class when he was in high school. Yeah. Uh, The guy just doesn't like to think. We'll come (laughs) back to this point later. But once Walt tells Jesse that there's been a contamination, one would ask... Jesse's freaking out. Jesse's like, yo, what's going on? What's the nature of this contamination? Yeah, like, what is happening? (laughs) And he goes, like, we got Ebola, like, HIV, like, like, what do I need to be worried about? And Walt's like, Ebola? And like, yeah, and Jesse starts explaining (laughs) Ebola. He goes, it's a disease on the Discovery Channel. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's just more proof of his thought process. And then Walt reveals what the true contamination is. A fly. And to this, Jesse responds with, Yo, you didn't happen to try our product, did you? <laughs> because the product is meth. Why Walt the... seems high as fuck right now. <laughs> why is he chasing a fly? Like, he's like, bro, like, flies get into everything. Like, what? They don't do anything to us. Like, Jesse even said that they're not contaminants to humans, which would by then mean that they couldn't contaminate the product enough to kill a human. So, like, what's the point of all this? Yo, and, like, if someone's doing meth, how much do they care about it being contaminated by a fly? I swear, they would probably, like, if someone, like, threw up meth and they could get it out, they'd probably snort that shit. Exactly, because, like, you know, it's a meth addict. They're dealing with, like, 
Sorry for the visual. Is it crack? <laughs> Is it crack that you smoke? <laughs> but anyway, Jesse responds to this with, you're chasing a fly around, and in your world, I'm the idiot? <laughs> Which, Which is, is just, just yeah. that epitomizes what their relationship how is. How the turntables. <laughs> well, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're spending millions of dollars on this meth yeah. operation until this fly leaves. And Jesse tries multiple ways to get to get him out. He's trying to like be like, come you on, know. let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll subtract this hoe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, yo, come on, we'll go outside. We'll get a breath of fresh air. We'll come back in. We'll, sc- we'll, subtract, we'll subtract this bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, simple as that. And it's just funny. Once you sit there and start to think about it, Walt is halting a multi-million dollar operation to kill Until a fly. the fly go. The fly cannot be there. And this just shows how controlling Walt is and how yeah. much he feels like he needs to control every situation yeah. there is. Mm-hmm. He can't let this fly get the best of him because then what's that mean about him, you know? Exactly. It's like... Homie's so insecure and so greedy and so controlling that mm-hmm. he can't let this fly best him. Exactly. And these are things that like are inherently true about Walter, and he knows this. I yeah. think deep down, he's oh, he always knows. known it. He knows. And he even makes references throughout the show, or throughout this episode, to like how he's a terrible person and he's Mm -hmm. like he's just accepted the fact he's not necessarily trying to change he's not necessarily trying to uh be better he's just living until he dies exactly he he at one point in the show he specifically says when walter when he starts talking in a very morbid tone kind of just very you know eh, about life jesse's like like do you want to die and he says it's not not that i want to die it's that i've lived too long exactly he's like it's i don't it's not death. It's it's just, you know... When when people look back on me, I want them to miss me, you know? And yeah. I feel like I've gotten to a point where they've just had enough. Exactly. And, like, he knows... Which is terrible. That's really sad. But, it is, like, it also, the person he is, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. They but probably won't miss him much. <laughs> <laughs> you also gotta think about, like, to this point, we're, like, a lot of the way through season three. Think about where Walt was in season in episode one, season one. Dude, like just, just a dude trying to get some cash. The guy was a square, like so boring. Yeah, boring. Such a fuck. <laughs> but he it, was Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> he was Yo, Jerry he from was Rick and Jerry. Morty. He was like, but like smart. He was yeah. He was the smart version of of Jerry. That's a, a perfect way to describe him. Just and he slowly guy. became Rick. Yo, damn. Everything comes back to Rick and Morty. Damn. Yeah, he's just like a, a less like a Rick with less personality. Yeah, really. like. That's all that he is. Because he's just kind of like, we're floating around on this rock. Yo, fuck it. This life isn't unique. We're doing this in order to... We're doing this till we die. Yeah, yeah, really. It's really sad. It is, <laughs> it is a bit of a a bit of a, um, nihilistic take on the world. But, it is. But uh, Jesse, seeing Walt controlling a shit, goes, what the fuck, Adolf? <laughs> that's and in response to this, you know, to kill that... He smacks Jesse with his homemade fly swatter. Homemade fly swatter. Made out of what looks like saran wrap and some sort of, like, roller thing. Here. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like, just, I'm assuming it's just they a big-ass stick, you yeah, know? basically. <laughs> but, uh, after that, you know, Jesse got smacked by the fly swatter, and then the fly lands on Walter's head. He tells Jesse to get it, and Jesse's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I'm, know what? I'm coming for that. You know what? Yeah. I'll get him. I just need the fly swatter. <laughs> and he's he's like, all right, count to three. One, 
<laughs> Smacks the shit out of Walt real quick. Fucked him up. And, and he's like, oh, oh, fuck. Did you get it? <laughs> he's, like, he's still worried about this fucking flight even yeah. after he got the shit smacked out. And Jesse, goes, Jesse's just like, bro, take my word. I got it. Like, I got it. He's like, see, look, it's right there. Walt goes, picks up what he thinks is supposed to be the fly. This is a raisin. Yo. Just to give you an idea of the type of dude Walt is, how you think a raisin got in that lab? <laughs> Walt's out here just smacking raisins. But he's worried about the contamination of a fly. Like, what what sort of contamination does an old raisin put off? I wonder. An about old that. raisin, you know, like Mr. Chemist. What a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Want to be an old fly? What about your fucking raisin? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Okay, so next, uh, Jesse basically is like, I, I, I don't know like what else to do. So when he he falsely convinces Walt to like let's go, let let let's, let's go leave. outside, get some air. We'll come back, yeah. subtract his we'll, ass. We'll subtract his ass. And on the way out, Walter, being oh, the shit. mad did genius you, that you, he is, did you get your keys? Did you get oh. the keys? The last thing we need is to get locked out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I right here. Yeah. Walt, Walt takes the keys out of Jesse's hand, slams the door. Jesse's locked out. Because so Jesse's low-key stupid. <laughs> Why would he hand him the keys? Why are you handing like, him the keys? He like he just asked if you that had the keys, them. Like we're in your pocket. Like be like, you hear him jingling, bro? We yeah, got like, him. Yeah. Let's go. But Walt or Jesse, you know, not thinking like he normally does, just gives him the keys, gets locked out. Now he's fucked. <laughs> Jesse runs upstairs, looking for anybody to help him open this door he goes yo does anybody have an axe i can borrow el axo el, el axo. axo because there's a lot of hispanic people working in this factory yeah so and jesse's you know, a low-key racist but it's i mean like he he's ignorant yeah, he goes he el axo <laughs> el axo <laughs> yeah so uh after that he finds what is a uh, a, a mallet essentially a big mallet sledgehammers that yeah sledgehammers yeah um, and then he's, he's going to go back, you know, fuck shit up, you know, with his, with his sledgehammer. But then he sees the, the power box and he's like, Ooh, ho, ho. And he just shuts off the power. Yep. Now Walt can't see. What's <laughs> up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but Walter, Walter doesn't let this face him. Walter does not let this face him. He continues to look for this fucking fly in the dark. In the dark. Do you know how hard it is to find a fly in the dark? No, because you've never tried because that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Why would you try to find a fly in the dark? That just doesn't make sense. Like, the fly probably wouldn't move because it's so dark. Like, yeah, like, he don't know where he's going either. Exactly. Like, what? Jeez. Come on, Walter. But Walt comes to the door to find Jesse on the other side like, Hey, need some help? Need some help. Because <laughs> he knows how to get the power back on. Yep. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See, then, an example, when Jesse has to think, when he's challenged to think. He, he can will. do it. He will do it. But... He just doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just like, he's the he's the imperfect perfectionist, you know? Imperfect perfectionist. Yeah, I hate people like that. I yeah. It sucks. They're just like, oh, let me just fall into this, you know, A plus or whatever. I didn't even try. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I got a 92 bitch, in that study. fuck you. But, yeah, Jesse, during this time when he was locked out, he went on a supply run. He got he got a bunch of a uh, bunch of chemicals to kill flies, but you know Walt's like, you know what? You're dumb. You're dumb as fuck. You're I dumb. told you this is a contamination, and you come in here with contaminants. <laughs> Which Jesse's like, bro, I'm just trying to get rid of. Bro, the I'm just fly. trying to do what you wanted. Yes, you want to kill the fly? I got things that kill flies. <laughs> 
Who cares? I can only do so much. <laughs> you asked too much look, of me. Like, literally, he had, like, four or five grocery bags full of shit. Like, oh, yeah. To kill a fly. They end up using one of these things. Yes, one. This. When he finds non-toxic glue strips. Mm-hmm. Which, effective. Effective, yes. Yes. That's a smart, smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, they hang the glue strips. They zoom in on Walt hanging one glue strip and he goes ah oh, man I sure hope we have enough and the they camera pan out. He said this, out he said this unsarcastically <laughs> and they pan out to what has to be at least 50 glue strips <laughs> hung Just everywhere. everywhere like if that fly like went down below the rafters it was in infrared. it was done yeah, yeah it was it was, it was glued non-toxically glued <laughs> for sure for sure so that that was this gives them a moment to unwind Jesse's yeah. like you, you know what let the traps do their job mhm he tells a story as he's uh, making some coffee. Yeah. And in the process of making this coffee, Jesse drugs Walt's coffee to get him to chill the fuck out. Yes. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. The guy, the guy Not going to lie. would have been freaking Walt me was out. a little off the rails. Yeah, he was definitely. He hadn't slept in at least 24 hours. Or probably, no, probably close to maybe 15, 16. Yeah, it had been a while. Yeah, it had been a while. But uh, Jesse begins telling a story about his old aunt's house. About how uh, there was a possum living under the uh, living under the house, and every time it moved, you could hear it. You could hear it scurry. They uh-huh. had to find a way to get this possum out. And by the way, he says, "When did it become opossum? <laughs> when did when it become opossum? Com- when I was coming up, it was just possum. I, I literally learned that it was opossum maybe a year ago. Dude, I don't know when I learned it was spelt like that." Yeah, I just remember it was. I, I probably saw it on Twitter. So on Twitter stays, you know, keeping. Yeah, me Twitter. Up Twitter's. Twitter's effective. Twitter's you know? effective. I've learned more about animals on Twitter than anywhere else. <coughs> oh, indeed. Easily. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, Jesse was confused about uh, opossum being spelt opossum, <laughs> not just possum. Yeah. That was, that was a nice, funny point. And this kind of just shows to characterize, like, the, the, the dialogue that they have in episodes such as this between Jesse and Walter. It's always interesting it always makes you think and it's always funny like i don't know mm-hmm. how they do it but they, it's always funny so it keeps you interested like on episodes like this where it's two dudes yeah, talking figuring out this problem two bros chilling <laughs> in a meth lab five <laughs> feet apart because they're not gay <laughs> but uh yeah the uh the story it's droning on right he's just talking about this past and walt yep. goes like yo is there a point coming is there a point in the near future that you will be future. reaching? Basically <laughs> insulting Jesse's intelligence, as he does. And Jesse gets to the point. He goes, my aunt, she was kind of losing it, you know? Uh-huh. She, after the pest control said they got it, she was insisting that she could still hear it. And, you know, she was kind of losing it towards the end there. Yeah. She was, she, the cancer had spread to her brain. And this is where it begins to suggest that Walt's cancer had come back. He was out of remission Mm -hmm. he was gonna and that the cancer had spread to his brain and which Walt assures Jesse I went to my oncologist last week I'm chilling I'm in remission I'm healthy I'm good promise no cancer but now that means to Jesse then you're just losing your shit yeah there has has to be another excuse for this then well guess what if it's not cancer spreading to your brain then you don't have a good enough excuse (laughs) (laughs) that was gonna be your way out smart man yeah (laughs) Uh, so next they uh, talk about how, what did they talk about they talked about how uh, Walt just this is where the conversation came up where he's oh, like yeah. you know I've just lived too long mm-hmm. and he's like I want to be able to tell my wife there has to be some sort of combination of words yeah. 
in some specific order mm. that will get her to understand why I'm doing this. And this is one of my favorite pieces of dialogue because it really shows like what science means to Walter and like so- science fundamentally not like the study of, of of chemistry or like the study of of natural biology or anything. Science fundamentally means getting things down to an exact level. So yeah, like, so like when he's saying saying like yo this mm-hmm. There has to be an order. Yes, there has, has to be, be a specific combination of words in a specific order yeah. that will get her to understand, and he cannot find those words. Exactly. And that, in the grand scheme of things, may be what the fly represents throughout the entire thing. Him never being able to get to the fly yeah. Yeah, is no, like no, him that's, not that's being good. able to control it. It's <laughs> that's him exactly not being able to control mm-hmm. the fact that his wife's going to look at him differently yeah, now. The exactly. fact that his children are never going to be able to understand who he mm-hmm. is. Like, he can't get a grasp on that because this isn't science. Yeah, exactly. This is humanity. And that's that's Walt, That's Walter's, like, like sole mechanism for control is science. That's why, I, like, everything he does, he tries to get it scientific. This episode literally starts with him calculating the 0.14% that they were off in their yield. Like, yeah. that's already, like, he says it's not negligible, which it isn't negligible. But when you're doing the numbers and stuff, I look at 0.14, I'm like, ah. Ah, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we still produce, like, two yeah. hundred. Half, so I got like, 99.86. I'm chilling. <laughs> and they're producing thousands of pounds of meth. Like, oh, yeah, like thousands. A lot. This conversation about the the fact he can't get this order, the, spe- the specificism. <laughs> Specificity? Specificity. <laughs> it leads into a conversation about the randomness of the universe and how previously... Jesse had a girlfriend named Jane <coughs> who overdosed. Yep. And Walt was there to see it and chose <coughs> not to save her life. Yeah. Which pretty fucked up, Walt. Pretty fucked up. That Good was job, one of Walt. his that was like his fatal mistake. That that's honestly. that, was, that was honestly where I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. Me too. I'm that's done exactly, fucking with Walt. That's exactly where it was for me. Cuz like Jesse really fucked with Jane, dude. He did. I love Jesse. Jesse's probably the most underrated television character ever cuz like everyone oh, yeah. looks at him and they're like, he's such a dumbass. How could yeah. you possibly like him? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I fucking love he's that guy. He's not a dumbass though. He's just like, a normal dude. Yeah, he is. He <laughs> he's really just is. a bro out he's here. He's Morty. He's, he is he Morty. Is Morty. <laughs> like, They're Rick and Morty. Because Morty is someone who's like constantly affirmed of his of his ignorance and how dumb he is, but he truly can think. Like he he will like when it's time to act, when it's time to figure some shit out, he will he will fucking he will get do his it. shit together. Yes, exactly. Get all your shit, put it together, <laughs> and just like just take it somewhere, take you know. Somewhere. Just take it somewhere because because you got you got to get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Get all your shit, <laughs> put, it your shit put it in the bag. <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> just do something with it. <laughs> God, I love Rick and Morty. Uh, but <laughs> the thing is, with this randomness of the universe, the night that Jane OD'd, mm-hmm. earlier that night, Walt went to a bar and he sat down and he t- spoke to a man who he reveals was Jane's father. Yep. And they, they spoke about uh, water on Mars family and not letting go of family and to mm-hmm. me like the fact they specifically talked about the water on mars is just the unlikelihood yeah the randomness yeah as exactly. they say like and like when they showed that because I, I think that <clears throat> conversation had to have happened in season two then mm-hmm. yeah the fact that that conversation happens in season two and they talk about the randomness of the universe and their families exactly. and stuff like that like they're alluding to yeah. things that we weren't even aware of yet right like, right and that's crazy. That's, that's just, just, that just good, the good speci- writing. The amazing writing is yeah. just impeccable. 
and like I think I take the family to also kind of allude to like the dichotomy between Walt and Jesse. Oh yeah, and how like Jesse kind of feels like he needs to be he there needs for to be Walt. there for Walt, and Walt, he doesn't need to be. Yeah, yeah. He, I just wish really Jess would have just gotten. He out. doesn't. But Walter feels the exact same way oh, towards yeah. Jesse, and they show that they at the show end. That at the end, the yeah. end when like even though Walt Walt accuses Jesse of stealing mm-hmm. the half pound of meth, mm-hmm. not really. But he he does it enough. He goes, mm-hmm. I don't mean to accuse you, but if you took the meth, I can't protect you. Mm-hmm. Which shows, like, I don't really trust you, but I'm looking out for you as much as I possibly can. Yeah, exactly. And then Jesse's like, the way he responds is like, I appreciate it, but I also don't ask you to do that for me. Yeah, exactly. Which just shows, like, the un, like the little bit of ungratefulness that Jesse has towards uh-huh. the good things about Walt. It's like neither of them wants the other to be there for them, but they, they will need always it. be there for the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They don't want... They don't want what's happening, but they recognize that it is happening. Yeah, exactly. So they have to do what they have to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge theme in the show. Yeah. And, gosh, the whole Walt letting Jane OD thing, that just... Uh, yeah. All he had to do was push her. Push her Push her. Push her on her side, bro. Yeah. Don't let her choke on that vomit. God damn it. That's just... It would have been so easy. Like, that was hard. And at the end, when that. Walter's, like, passing out, because Jesse drugged his coffee earlier. Yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry about Jane. And Jesse's like, "Hey, man, yeah, it's not your fault. Not, not your fault. Like, it's not your fault. It's not, it's not my fault. fault. It's not her fault. Even, yeah. it's nobody's fault." Mm-hmm. And Walt's Which, like, "I'm very, yeah. very sorry." Because like, and you can tell that like, this shit's eating away at him. Yeah. And Jesse's like, right at this point, he's about to kill this fly. And yeah. in this moment, Walter's like, "Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it fall." And in this moment, everyone's like, "Oh." <laughs> Yeah. Maybe Walt's gonna chill the fuck out a little bit. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe Walt. Maybe Walt'll loosen up a little loosen bit. Loosen up. He's learned his lesson, you know. Then uh, Walt passes out. <laughs> yep. Jesse climbs down the ladder, and the fly lands right in front of him. Jesse smacks the shit out of the fly, killing that bitch. Success. And he goes, "Did you see that?" <laughs> Walt's asleep. Walt's asleep, and he doesn't. He's not. Walt the can't fuck appreciate out. the good things Jesse brings to the table. He really can't. And that that just that was a perfect mm-hmm. way to show that. Like he yeah. he worked all night for that thing. Jesse and Jesse was there Jesse for a didn't give a hours. fuck. Yeah. Jesse was like, "Yo, I will kill this fly for you. Yeah, I do not care about this fly, but if it'll get you to shut the fuck up so we yeah. can cook some <laughs> meth, I will kill this fly." Exactly. And then he killed the fly. He did the entire cook by himself. Mm-hmm. Took Walter to bed. Took Walter to bed. Tucked him in. <laughs> laid his shoes by and the couch. Shoes. Close the door. Close the door so he was a, so there was dark. He co- did the entire cook by himself, and at the end, Walt goes. So did you do everything right? No, thank you. No, thank you. Nothing like that. He's like, bro. Just did we, you do it right? We've been cooking meth for like two years now. I think I got it. I got, it. I I got, got what it. I got this shit on lock now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when the conversation happens where they're like, "Hey, yeah, I don't know." I'm not accusing you of anything, but like, you may have, you may have stole the shit. I'm just telling you, I can't protect you from the people above me. And it he's like, yo, I'm not asking you to protect me. And then they go their separate ways. And then they go. Walt returns to his bed. He lays down and he looks straight up at that fire alarm that he woke up under. The yeah. red light still flashing, still flashing, still flashing. He looks at it, and in one flash. A fly appears over the red flash, showing that his battle with controlling 
everything is not close to over. Nope, it's following them. And it does. It follows them all the way oh, to the Oh, all the way all the way to the end. Yeah. God, what a great fucking episode. What a great show. Like just in general. God, they began abs. they began with the same shot that they ended with too. Yeah, they did. And we didn't even realize We didn't even realize until like we rewound to, it. Yeah, we were looking for who directed it. this episode, which by the way is Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah, so there you go. He's pretty good at what he does. And it all just came full circle like it that, did. you know? Like it seemed like we made progress, <coughs> but the progress only led us back to the beginning. Yep. Yep. What Crazy. a great fucking show. Crazy, like written so well, directed super well. Like it's just that was I, one of the single best episodes of Breaking Bad, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. And for the layman, as Walt would put it, may not have seemed so appealing. It may not have <laughs> seemed so appealing. Yeah. Some people be like, "What the fuck, bro? Why are you, bro? Why the fuck fly? are we talking like, about this fly, bro? God just cook it. the meth." <laughs> you have to. You have to understand this episode in context of the show in order to understand any or to pull any significance from it. Yeah, and I feel like we. We did a pretty good job of breaking it down, so even if you haven't watched it... At this point, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you're not going to watch Breaking Bad, I'd imagine. <laughs> There's still hope. Come on. Try it out. You should. Netflix, you should. It's five seasons, pretty pretty brief. Like, top not three really show brief, all but time. you will get into it, I promise. Yeah, it took me, I don't know, a few weeks. We watched it on the same track just about, and I'm, but I remember you, you finished... like You started before me, and I finished yeah. before you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I flew through that shit. It took me a couple weeks, but... uh. Dude, it was amazing show. Top three show all time for me, easily. Oh, yeah. yeah, easily no, for sure. And like, and that's a broad view. Uh-huh. A lot of people think it's a top five show at least. A lot of people say it's the best show. The of best all show time. of all time. Yeah. Which it, it it stands it holds its weight under that. that it name. absolutely does. And have you heard about the movie coming out? Breaking Bad movie. What? Based off the last uh, the last series, like it's about Jesse's escape from Yo. the. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like, it's based around the last. Few really? episodes of like Jesse getting away with from the that. same, not with the same actors. I'm assuming it is. Everybody's back. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, when was this? What the? This f- has when? been a thing for a while, bro. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Hold the up. Hold the front door. So yeah, Breaking Bad's pretty fucking dope. Next segment. We're back with the next segment here. We got our obscure artist of the week. Obscure this one, Tavares's idea. Last was. week was mine. This is his. <clears throat> so. Let me introduce you to a young man that goes by the name of Yellow Days. Yellow Days. The name was actually, or the age was actually, I was unable to confirm. Like, I literally was. I looked it up, and, like, it's nowhere online. Like, I have no idea how His old age? this guy is. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking it has to be early 20s, because yeah, I'm he guessing just doesn't have that much of a discography. discography but, yeah. like, I literally, like, I feel like he, like, purposely went into, like, the, biogra- the biography sites and was, like, like scratch my, my age. Like, I don't yeah, want like, I don't want y'all to know. Anyways, Yellow Days is an English artist. Uh, I'd call it indie rock slash soul. Like, yeah. Also a bit of like psychedelic feel to it. Yeah, like, for sure. Which is his best quality, probably the psychedelic influence of his shit. Mm. You just get lost in. You get it. like you, it, like you feel it. You, you know, do. like you're you like really do. It's like you're floating. Yeah. <laughs> it really no. That's a great exa- That's a great way to talk to characterize it because like I feel like. When I when I turn on Yellow Days, like so he has really two like projects out. One is a full length like album, and then he also has an EP. Uh, the names of those which are Harmless Melodies is the EP, and then he has Is Everything Okay in Your World. So uh, his most recent like 
his most recent music came, that came out this year uh before that he just been putting out singles and stuff and uh in 2018 17 16 like all through there but really like low-key guy oh yeah for Not, sure like i don't because like i don't i prior to you bringing him up as the obscure artist uh-huh. i think i'd only heard one song of his mm, yeah and now that you brought him up again I don't know that I'll stop listening to everything he has for oh, yeah. a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to because like he's one of those artists for me. This kind of back to what I was just saying, but when I turn on his music, I just like let it play. Like, oh yeah, you I can't. Just, I don't even know. Like, it was. It's hard for me to pin down favorite songs, at, or it was for me at first before like I went back and looked mm-hmm. because I would just be like, I like, I like the one that, that one I like the that one I just... that made this sound. Yeah, I like the one that made that sound. That made me feel good. Like, yeah, like, and we were talking off mic a little bit ago about how, like, a lot of his stuff, like, it sounds similar mm-hmm. in some aspects, but, like, there's enough that's different to keep it exciting. Exactly. And something new. Yeah. Oh, it, it's so crazy. So good. And he you... has this very vintage vibe, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and... I remember, uh, I, what song was it that came on? I think it was, uh, oh, How Can I Love You? Yeah. How Can I Love You came on. I was like, I got like a real Frank Sinatra vibe. Frank, yes, very Frank, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Uh-huh. That's a big name for me to throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys. it is. Frank Sinatra is no fucking joke. Like, like, <laughs> like, it's even more than just that vintage sound, though. It's like the, the soul in his voice and the passion mm-hmm. that he sings with. It's very similar to, it's, it's Sinatra-esque. Yeah, and like uh, we also compared it to like Hozier and uh, yep. and uh, George Ezra is yep. who I yeah. also came up with. All in each of those artists are some of the most soulful, passionate artists that I can think. Soulful of. white dudes. Yeah, soulful white dudes, and it's they soulful white folk. They can do that shit. Like, oh my god, it's really fucking good, it dude. Is good. Yeah, he. Uh, it doesn't seem like, or I haven't heard anything about any new music from him coming out. Like soon but like he's one of those artists that you just gotta stay you gotta watch like you gotta when he drops something it's not gonna be a huge press release like oh no you gotta like go follow that man on twitter go follow on twitter for sure yeah follow this man closely you know listen to his music because he deserves it this shit is good yes this he he just like if he's he's doing something that most indie artists don't do like yeah i don't i i can't really tell you any artist i've ever heard that sounds even mm-hmm. remotely similar to what he's doing mm-hmm. all around and he's i mean obviously he has he has a pretty like you said sinatra-esque voice which mm-hmm. obviously sinatra influences a ton of people yeah but like he has a good aspect of like a crooning and like mm-hmm. the soul and just like bringing everything together and then all the instrumentals and symphonies he's on yeah oh yeah beautiful and uh, from what i can gather he also relatively makes his music like it's mostly just him like him and like a a couple instruments he doesn't like have like a huge production where he makes music he's not signed to any major label um he's still in he's still largely an indie artist uh he's usually categorized actually in uh the category of bedroom pop have you do do you know about bedroom pop i get that vibe yeah but like like I, I can kind of decipher what it is. Yeah, it's bedroom it, pop. You know, yeah, it's just it like yo, it let's is. chill in that well, bedroom. It, it's that. <laughs> also, so bedroom pop is like like it's characterized as such when it's someone who makes it like basically on their own, like someone who's ah, just okay. like it's like solo making type. it in your bedroom. Yeah, that's what that I think that's what it alludes to, uh, and he he's kind of in the same. Our show is bedroom pop. Our show, man, <laughs> we're bedroom pop. Look we're at bedroom that pop. Shit. I don't we're know. We're bedroom pod. You know what? We're coin bedroom it, pop. Coin, coin hey, it. cut this shit. 
<laughs> Where's my fucking patent? <laughs> All right, bedroom pod. That's ours. Bedroom Nobody pop. take it. Fuck you. Yeah, but the, the point is, bedroom pop is a really up and coming genre because, like, I fuck with it. Heavy. Never, never in the history of music creation have we been at, at a point. Uh, where things are so easy to just like create make on your own, yeah, yeah. Like we have the technology at our fingertips. Steve Lacey, who we were just talking about a couple yeah. weeks ago, is a per. He is bedroom pop too. He, yeah, he fits sure. the category. Like he is an, a perfect example of like what you can do with just uh, a couple like pieces of technology in your voice. Amazing, that shit's crazy, that shit's amazing. Crazy. Gosh, but yellow days, yellow days for sure. Making your check days that man. yellow. Make your days yellow. Yellow is such a happy color. Oh, I know. Like, Yellow Days, that just sounds good. You exactly, know, like, yeah. That's such a dope name. I actually have an unreleased and written song called Yellow Days. Really? Yeah. That's Completely unaware of this artist's existence. That's awesome. That's fucking tight. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have so much unreleased music. We won't no. talk about it. That's not all for right, here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? We'll be back with the next segment here in a moment. Now. So. We're doing the best of the best. The best of the best labels edition. Labels edition. We got a bunch of contenders here. As yep. you know, music's a pretty broad topic. It Therefore, is. there's a lot of labels. Yeah. And also take into note the fact that, you know, the music industry is a very convoluted place where artists are signed to multiple different labels and imprints and uh, like each label is, is a given, subsidiary yeah, of something else. Yeah, it's different yeah. from the distribution group and the, the, the group that like gave them the money to actually produce the album. Like it, there's a lot too. So we just picked a couple ones that we think are at the top of the game right now. Yeah. And that um, deserve the shine. Yeah, so let me go through that list now. So. Uh, just starting off the the biggest ones, Dreamville. Uh, you got J Cole's label. He just started that up recently, doing incredibly successful. Has a, a chock full of talent already. Just dropped Down Bad and uh, oh my, what was yeah. the other one? Uh, got me. Got me. Yeah, yeah, getting ready to drop Revenge of the Dreamers three, which is the third compilation project that they've put out between the dream between all of the Dreamville artists. Most people don't even know about the first two, but this third one is really starting to blow up. Yeah, because all of the other artists on the label have also blown up. So. I need to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh, shit. I love that. I love that it closes to Board of Education versus Brown. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, J.I.D. is so fucking but, uh, good. Yeah. Next, we got TDE. That's another one. Top Dog Entertainment. Started by my guy, Top Dog. You, you know, know, Anthony Anthony Tiffith. Uh, so, that is obviously also chock full of talent. They're, they're who I see to be, like, Dreamville's biggest contest uh, contest right now. They got K Dot, J Rock, SZA, Schoolboy, Isaiah Rashad. So many great talents that's not even there. Not, that's not even all of them. No. But moving on, we got OVO Sound Two, Drake's label. Label obviously they really, needs to put out more work. They do. They they built this really core sound between all of their artists at OVO. Great R R and B. They found their niche in like if when they ex they exploit it like they are going to make a ton of money once they start actually putting out music. You know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> And this one, which I actually think might be the best, is Good Music. Good Music, yeah. Good Music is Kanye's label. They've been rocking for probably the longest of the smaller imprints out right now. And uh, they Kanye's. got they got the biggest names for sure. They do, they do. They Top do. to bottom. Uh-huh, yeah. It's they, it's strong. They have a strong one, Kanye, Pusha, big, like, it's, it goes crazy. It, yeah. And then you got Young Money, Young Cash Money. Cash Money, money. yeah. Bird which Man. is falling apart at yeah, the same no, that definitely is. Fuck Young Money, Cash Money, but they're still on the list. Um, Atlantic Records, they're a really big one. They are like more of a corporation type of group, not necessarily like a small imprint. Yeah, they're not a subsidiary. Uh, it's Atlantic Records. That's yeah. that's the 
broad scope one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're huge. Uh, I couldn't even list. Like there's like we have a list of most of the artists from Atlantic, but not even all of them because some of them are just from very like different yeah. musical categories. Um, but then we have Def Jam, which is they're most notable for um a couple people, Logic, Nas. They're all like one of their two of their big earners this was actually def jam was the label that my boy rick rubin and uh russell simmons started back when that when they were at nyu um and they had like run dmc at the beginning yeah. Fuck, oh, man. man run dmc yeah. ll cool j oh my god uh, the beastie they boys the beastie killing. boys yeah, they really were like one of the they first were the first big, yeah. yeah like hip-hop labels uh, since then, my boy Rick went on to start Columbia Records after yep. he left Def Jam. Uh, they're, they're not on this list, but uh, that's also another incredible label. We also have Interscope. Uh, Interscope, they have really a lot of solid people in there, too. They a lot of young talent. Young talent and diverse, too. They None of them really make the same sort of music. Yeah, they got they, Juice World, Black, Baby, mm-hmm. Smino, Billie Eilish, Black Bear, Eminem. Yeah. Like these Eminem. Are Eminem. Like, these are really, like, different. Like, <laughs> Said she won my Eminem, so yeah. I gave her Eminem. Eminem, and Eminem. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, those are the contenders. Let's get into it, then. Yeah. Who... Top three for me, pretty easily. Good, Dreamville, and Top Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably go a little similar. Top Dog and Dreamville are definitely my top two. But I think after that, I might have to go Def Jam. Def Jam's strong, Because dude. I think Def Jam has a lot of artists that are like not necessarily middle of the road. They're still obviously very talented. Mm-hmm. But they, they really are given a lot of creative freedom on Def Jam. That's one of Def Jam's hallmarks is that they give their artists incredible amount of creative, an incredible amount of creative freedom. And listen to the name, like they've got like classic names on here. They got Fabulous. Mm-hmm. They got Jada Kiss. Yeah. Jada. Jada. They got Jeezy. Uh huh. I mean, and Jeremiah, Janae Iko. Like, come on. Like, they got Justin Bieber. They got Justin Bieber. Like Justin fuck Bieber. Like I don't even like the guy that much, but Justin Bieber. Like he makes pretty all right music. Yo, look, I fuck with Justin Bieber. Yeah. I hate, got, I hate got it, but I love it. Nas, Vince Staples, YG. Alicia Cara. Yo, Alicia Cara is my girl. Yo, oh my one God. of the most underrated rappers in the game. Yo. They got Dave East. Dave East, yeah. Dave East, you can't forget about him. And have you heard of Amir Obey? Oh, yes. Amir Obey? Ooh. That dude goes that, off, that guy could, uh That guy could get his own obscure artist segment. He definitely could, yeah. Amir Obey definitely knows the shit. Like, he makes some good music. For sure. So they're not. Def Jam isn't lacking for me. I, I really like them up there at the probably the three spot for me. Yeah. So who takes your one? Uh, I, I've tried. I've tried. I've really tried to make an argument for Top Dog, and the argument's there. It's not as if it's. I couldn't make the argument. Oh yeah. But I just, I just look at Dreamville and like, like their music is my music because each J Cole modeled each of those artists. I feel like after the sort of music which he makes and the sort of music that he likes. Yeah, they found their niche too. Yeah, they, they got did. that like they the really way OVO did. found theirs. Dreamville it's a, it's has a theirs real, for like, sure. Raw hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's it's really like this. We were talking about this in, the, in a past episode too with J Cole. It's a real North Carolina sound mm-hmm. that he really got for sure. And a lot of these people are from the East Coast. I know. Uh, I don't think Earth Gang is. But Loot is from Loot is from um, Atlanta. I want to say Omens from Atlanta or Atlanta or New York. I can't remember. Uh, Cause is from Atlanta. Boss is from New York. J Cole's from North Carolina. J D is from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So like they they got a real East Coast thing going on, and I I mess with it. See, hard. the reason I go top dog number one okay. is because when I look at the lineup, the yeah. way I the way I yeah like equate these guys, 
I gotta go top dog because I think like K dot, mm-hmm. not by much, but I think he has the upper hand on J Cole. When I look at the number two guy, and for top dog, the number two guy is probably probably Schoolboy. Wouldn't you imagine? So he's definitely the number two. Yeah. Then I then I give Schoolboy Q probably an upper hand JID for now, mm-hmm. not long. Actually, I wouldn't even put JID second on Dreamville. JID is one of the youngest Dreamville members. Like he I got, know, but like the pub he's been getting, he you has, almost have to go number two he for has. JID. That's true. I would personally think Boz could compete for the number. Oh, two I spot. do too. I think Boz is one of the more underrated guys, mm-hmm. which is why I equate him more to. Uh, more Isaiah Rashad. Isaiah Rashad. I would say even J Rock too. And J Rock, yeah. He's not, he's not as old as J Rock, but like they're really they're kind of considered in the same circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got the equivalent between Ari Lennox and SZA. Yeah, I, honestly, I do think that like they like both of these labels recognize that they they needed an R and B artist. Yeah, oh label, for sure. Like, and like Top Dog has gone more after those R and B talents because mm-hmm. they have SZA, they, have they got Zakari, they got a Sir. Yeah, Sir. Um, yeah. Gosh, so many great artists on Top Dog. I forgot they just signed Reason. 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 You you've heard you've heard his last album. Oh yeah, album, I right? heard his album, yeah. His uh, debut album. Yeah, debut. I, mm-hmm. I listen, like I bang that. Like I'm not gonna lie. Was it like, Better Days? That better, was one of his songs. That was one of the songs. Um But gosh, yeah, yeah when he released Better Days, I was bumping that shit every day. Oh yeah, me too. I, just, I still bump so it pretty regularly. Good. Like I put people onto this a lot because like it's just the great. There you have it. There you have it. There you have it. That's the album. And like he has some like there you have it. Corrupt. Fuck with me. Bottom. Dri- the drive slow. A cover. Ooh, drive slow. The is remix so he good. did. Of drive slow. Thirst. Like color. Dream. Better day. Bro, this album is like ridiculous. Like, Top to bottom. Reason has a really really great album mm-hmm. out. And that's really his first full length project. Like he has no EPs or anything. Like he Mm-mm. just put out the album. Hardly any songs really before that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the TDE definitely has it going on. Oh, for sure. But gosh, I look at good music. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Yay, they got Push, Push, they got Big Sean, Push. I mean, they got. I mean, and they have Francis and the Lights. I love yeah. Francis and the Lights. Yeah, that was a weird one for me. I didn't even like that. It seems like they wouldn't have them, but I saw it and I was like, I mean, that makes sense. Like, it does make sense because you know Francis and the Lights is almost a direct product of uh, Bonnie Vare, mm-hmm. and Bonnie Vare is pretty much like what kind of created the beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah. sound that yay had and yay kind of influenced francis and the lights with that yep. album so like you see that and you're like okay that makes sense mm-hmm. for sure yeah and francis and the lights is also a close collaborator with a uh, chance mm-hmm. who if chance was signed to a label it would be good music would, yeah he's he's not really he's like he's he's, if he were, he's the least independent independent artist exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he has really good ties with good music overall just as far as getting features working with them and stuff and yeah they they know that chance is their guy too oh for sure uh they also have well yeah tiana taylor actually Ooh, tiana that's kind of taylor. the one for good music that, that, that yeah, yeah that's their Ari lennox scissor right there mm-hmm. yeah and she dropped one of the better albums of 2019 i think too with uh that that run that Ye dropped all those albums he produced. Twenty eighteen, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. That was one of the uh, hers was the last one, mm-hmm. and it didn't get nearly enough pub because it wasn't mm-hmm. the rap albums that were Nas, Kid Cudi. Exactly. Him. Like, that, she didn't stack up at the, like her name just didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was an incredible project. For have sure. you ever heard of the uh, the story of you know how her and Amon Shumpert are married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that Amon Shumpert uh, helped? Her wife threw birth on their bathroom floor. I mean, his wife on... They had... Did they purposely have a home birth? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know the whole story, but I know for sure that... Damn. Their child was born on the bathroom floor. (laughs) 
I, at least I know the Monster can do something because yeah. he sure as hell can't shoot the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Monster looks at himself like a sex icon? He said that before. Okay, you're in one music video, guy. Chill. Come on, bro. Come on, <laughs> bro. Chill. Chill. Love is fate. <laughs> That's such a good song, though. It fate. is. Oh my god. But good, good music, man. Fate. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So my problem with good music is this. They also have. They've missed a lot more than these other labels. They have. They see he the prince has not stacked up. Sci high. Okay. He he is not stacked up nearly as much as they expected him to. Yeah. He he's a good artist, but he just hasn't put out any projects that are really really notable yet. Yeah. No. 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 For sure. Uh, designer. I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to go. We don't need to talk about about designer anymore. Um and. It stands to be seen, but I feel like Sheck West may follow a similar Path trajectory as designer. As designer. Yeah. I do too. Because they have this, they have this thing about signing people who like blow up and like Real have quick. major hits and like, mm-hmm. but people that other artists stay away from, or that other labels stay away from because they're like, looks like a one and done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it like I think everyone knew designer wasn't gonna actually make good music after Panda. Like I don't know though. Like I expected, I expected more. I, you you wanted to because Panda blew up so much, but like and Panda knocked. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I Panda, the Panda, Panda heavy. Went, Panda definitely went. I it took me a couple of weeks to come around to it, but I came around on Panda once it came out, and I was like, yeah, this all right, is, this fine. Is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm hoping that they're starting to change the tide. They just signed O Seventy Shake, who uh, I've actually never heard of. Who so. You have actually. I have on um. Uh, what's the what's the name of the song? I know it. It's Ghost Town. Oh, she's the one on Ghost Town Part Two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So her, I'm a little more intrigued. She can now. she can sing. Oh, she 70, can. And she's also not really a singer. Like she's more of a rapper than anything. Like well, if you go then. back, she runs with this. So group. she on Ghost Town Part One, where like and nothing hurts anymore. Yep. I feel kind of free. Yep, that's her. Mm-hmm. Okay. She she kills it. Like and I remember like I was listening to this song and I was with like my debate coach Kyle and he goes, you know who this is? And I was just like. I, I don't. Like, I do not. I, I need to find out, and I, I found out, and I was like, yep, this, this, she's going to be something. If they, okay, yeah, I yeah. can get behind that for sure then. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Valet? Uh, I don't, I actually have no idea. I always just say Valet. I fuck with his music. Valet, yeah. I fuck yeah. with his music heavy. He, he drops some good shit, He dude. does. His features are always incredible. Like, mm-hmm. if I see him on a feature, like, he's not one of those artists who I know, like, a ton of his like background music like obviously i've listened to him and everything but like when i just see him on features though i get excited he had a song with push that i think was called uh, miami or something like that and oh yeah i yeah. listened to that a lot when it came out it mm-hmm. was really good he was on that he was on uh yg's album actually you remember he was on um, oh yeah he was uh what let me see what song it was there was uh oh i was on the block that, you remember that he was like yeah. I was on the block yes the yes that was tough <laughs> that one was hard it was the perfect track for Valley because he has like or Valley whatever I don't know uh, because he has like this real distinctive type voice and when he comes mm-hmm. on on a slow type beat yeah. like, he just makes it bouncy like mm-hmm. I don't know how else to explain it yeah no but he he's he is good so I, I'm hoping that they're trying to they're they're learning from their mistakes you know correcting getting some better young mm-hmm. talent um. How do we feel about Big Sean, though? I love Big Sean. I love Big Sean, too. 
I mean, he, but it's always with a grain of salt. It is. I he he's one of the corniest dudes out yeah. with his bars. Yeah, for sure. But like when he comes correct, he comes correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's doing it good mm-hmm. when he's good, and like, but when he's bad, it is not good. It is very bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is bad. Like, I remember one of his lines on I Don't Fuck With You that's, like, one of my favorite lines of his is, like, uh, fuck you two cents if it ain't going towards the bill. Ew. <laughs> he, he, he has Like, I was play. like, okay. He has wordplay. That shit was hard. Yeah. He no. also has some weird-ass shit, though, too. Like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know I've seen some shit where I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Why'd no. you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're, you're going to. It's just too much for the bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Let's get into the the other the other labels we have on here. We got. Want to dive into OVO right quick? Oh shoot, yeah. We need some more party next door. We do. We need some more party next door, Mike G. We do party next party next door. Oh, I love party next door. He could carry OVO sound on his back. He really could. Like him him alone, and he's been around long enough that people know him. People will listen to him. And it. people are wanting his music. Yeah. Like they they want his new music, and mm-hmm. for some reason they're not putting it out. Yeah. I don't. Why? I, I really don't why? know why. <laughs> why? 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 Well, uh, you know, maybe he's maybe he's just a slow worker. Maybe he's nervous. Maybe or maybe, but I the don't guy's know. a hit. Like Drake just seems like a. I don't know. I have a, I have mixed feelings about Drake. Just, yeah. Me too. I like uh, his music, but other than that, I don't. Know, uh, I don't know about Drake. His his his, his uh. label as a whole, though, I think he's done a good job. Majid Jordan, fire. Ooh. Roy Woods, fire. fire. Division, fire. fire. not nice, eh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eh. Uh, and he also has two other artists who I have not heard of: Obi O'Brien and Plaza. Huh. Not heard of those two. I haven't so. heard of those two either. But uh, Division had an album. Division uh, in 2017 that, that was... I vibe with heavy. <laughs> I like. I discovered Division. I heard their song "Mood," and I was like, "I'm mm. hooked. I am hooked." Like, yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I like. Uh-huh. You know, OVO Sound could definitely like. Obviously, they have the R and B. Yeah, they they definitely go for that. But I, I also think it's just maybe a Canadian thing mm-hmm. because most of these people are foreign. Like, not not many of them are American. Yeah. So I'm thinking he, uh, like, I know Roy Woods is Roy Woods is Canadian. Um, Division is Canadian. Bacchanot Nice is obviously English. Uh, I'm not sure about Plaza and Obi O'Brien, but I don't think Majid Jordan is American either. He might be, but if he is, it's him and Party Next Door that I know for sure are American. So I, I like the I like the diversity that Drake's going for here. I do too. But I also, do too. like it's relatively contained. Like they 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 can all like I can see each of these artists collaborating with each other. Oh, at any point. Yeah, and, and that's what's did. that's what's awesome about the like the labels that find a niche like mm-hmm. Dreamville they can collab and it's always going to be mm-hmm. good Top Dog can collab and it's always going to be good exactly OVO anytime that they get Division and Party Next Door on a track yeah. together it's going to be fire Majid Jordan appears on like uh, Hold On We're Going Home with yeah, Drake he does. and that shit uh-huh. like, and that was the first time I ever heard Majid Jordan mm-hmm. and that was really good yeah no he's good he he knows how to he, that guy's got the pipes and that's that's how and like that's you could argue that's how good music is in a lot of ways too because I know that like even with Francis and the Lights being way different than anybody else on that label, anytime Francis and the Lights collabs with somebody, I always love it. Oh yeah, me too. I always me love too. it. Like uh, like Kanye uh, and Francis when they team up, it's always good. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime Ye and Push Ye and get together, it's always going to be good, dude. They they made one of the best songs of all time together. So like, 
Run away from me, baby. <laughs> Run away. Honestly, I, I used Run to forget that Pusha T was even on this song. Oh, yeah, because it's so fucking long. It, it, yeah, it's so long. Like, I just totally forget about the rap verses. 365 uh, Pussy stays on my mind. Uh, I, 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 I get it. All right, all right. I'll admit it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Now, pick your next move. You can leave or live with it. Ugh. Oh, you can live or live with it. Like... Oh, oh. Push is so hard, dude. Yeah. When we when we talk about, <laughs> I'm about to dive into a rabbit hole here. But when we talk about like all time MCs, Push gets left out way gets, too much. Yeah. I think. No. When oh my god, when Daytona came out, the the number of people I've had being like, who is Pusha T? Are you kidding? It just me? it was maddening. Like literally. Like how do you cannot, not know Push? You cannot claim. Which to reminds be... me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which reminds me of the NBA draft class. Did you see them uh, naming the 90s? Oh, my God. And how oh only, God. like, two of them could know who Outcast was? Jeez, yeah. Only I... two of them oh, know who Outcast <laughs> was? It's like, what education are we really giving these kids? If they don't know who Outcast is, bro. There's clearly a big problem in the public education school system. And the collegiate, ed, like, if not college, should pick up the scraps, right? You, yeah, they, for sure. You force them to go through one year of college, so things like this don't happen. Yeah, like... Learn about outcasts. <laughs> yeah. They, they're like, oh my god. And I mean, like, and you know they heard their shit. Yeah. And I mean, like, not even their good shit. You know they heard Hey Ya. Oh yeah. And you no, know they heard Miss Jackson. Hey, yeah, Miss Jackson. And Miss Jackson, don't get me wrong, Sorry, absolutely Jackson. goes. But I, it's 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 a pop hit. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Never outcast. meant to make your daughter cry. Hey Ya's a pop hit too. Like, oh for sure. They were making like mainstream shit, and people were like, those were huge songs when they were kids. Like, they, I mean, like, it was mom the years they were born. This in the car. I mean, they were born but, when we were born. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is no excuse. They were they're our age, literally. Like, maybe even a year older. Yeah. Like, It's what? crazy. It's what? crazy. What do you... Why? <laughs> Get your intelligence right. <laughs> Get your numbers up. <laughs> but uh, let's go on to uh, another label. I mean, you got Atlantic. Atlantic. Which there. just encompasses... Let me just... Everything. A boogie with the hoodie. Alt-J, Bozzy, Bad Baby, Boosie Badass, Bruno, Bruno Mars, Cardi, Cardi B, B, Charlie XEX, Charlie Puth, Coldplay, Currency, Fire, David Guetta, Dram, Fire, Ed Sheeran, Flo Rida, ah, Gucci Mane, Janelle Monet, Kamau, Fire, if you fire, haven't heard Kamau, fire. fire, Kevin Gates, Kilani, Kodak Black, Kyle, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Uzi Vert's also signed to Generation Now, which is his like, smaller imprint, but like... He's literally like the only artist that makes money on that label, so like yeah, and I, I mean like that, but the thing about Atlantic too, and like the reason I'm not really consider them, I mean obviously they have the catalog, yeah, yeah, they're they're probably when you look at it the best label, yeah, because they like, have so much, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I mean like that's not as fun. No, <laughs> they, they they are also another like they're one of the labels where not every artist on here could work together and make good music. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for they're, sure. Like I can't imagine a. Uh, Kevin Gates and Alt J making a track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let me hear, uh, let me get a Coldplay and Kevin Gates on the same track right quick. Let me, let me get Bruno Mars and Boosie Badass. <laughs> but I mean, like obviously they do have the duos, like Br- Bruno Mars and Cardi B going yeah, on tour exact, together and exactly, shit. Exactly. Yeah, they Coldplay and Alt J would go off. I mean, if you get Uzi on a track with. A lot of people, he's gonna do good because he's shown he's got a little diversity. Yeah, he does. Boy, he, can, he can sing. He can do. He can do some things. He or at least Tyler can make it seem like he can sing. I don't yeah, know. Kind of. Fact. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, kind of. 
Uh, I mean, it's just there's yeah. just so much talent there. It's just not as fun to go like, yeah, obviously they're the best, but like that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's not always quantity over quality. Exactly. Um, but l- let's talk about Kamal. I think you actually put me on to Kamal. Like he's, he's got back. a lot of good music, dude. He he had he was the one who had the remix to Hey Ya, didn't he? That was him. Yes. The remix. Oh my god. No, it was god, I guess it was that a cover. Sim- yeah, he, the cover. Yeah, he did a cover of Hey Ya. Oh my god. This dude has the pipes. Like I didn't and like it was all like he cre- it was a video that he did where there was all live instrumentation happening oh my god. and he's just singing. He's just singing and like he, he like gives you the song in a completely different light, which isn't which isn't always something that like most I'm, artists yeah. can do with the cover. Like they either do it worse or they just like do it bad. Like, yeah, like they yeah. do it worse. They do it bad. Covers are generally <laughs> frowned upon. Yeah, and the yeah. only place I've been able to find this cover is on SoundCloud. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, and it's definitely because I doubt they were they're allowed to put yeah. it out for yeah. like streaming money rights and stuff yeah. like that. But look it up. The Hey Ya cover by uh, K A M A U, Kamau Como, what, however you want to say it. It's whatever. But Dude is fucking fire. He's Dude got one. Fire. I remember a song that dropped. It's called uh, uh Just for You." It was Ooh, on a gorgeous yeah, I fortune. I did it just for you. I did it just for you. Oh, it's so good. He's Yo. just got such a little like, he, like bumping, vibey ba- sound. Oh like, yeah, just... definitely Islander type. Like, ooh, yeah. ooh, like Kamal is he? He is definitely gonna come up pretty soon. Sunrise. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, if. If you're unfamiliar, definitely familiarize yourself with Kamau. He's so good. Yeah, Kamau, Kamau definitely kills it. Um, and they have a, a, a slew of other very consistent artists. Gucci, uh, Charlie XCX. She's actually about to put out her first album, isn't she? Really? I, I think so. I've, I've, I've been hearing buzz about uh, Charlie, Charlie XCX. XCX. I have to think that she has she has an album. She's been around a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she, uh, she did the uh, Boom Clap song. Boom, Wait. clap, sound in my heart, the beat no goes on way. and on and on and on on. No way. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I'm wrong there. I might be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, she has, she has, she's been making music since 2013. That might have been someone else. Yeah, Boom Clap. She was Boom Clap. Yeah. She, she, she has three albums so far. Uh, her next album, Charlie, is, or... Yeah, yeah, okay, Charlie, so that's coming what September it is. 13th. People are waiting for an album from her because mm-hmm. it's apparently been... She hasn't put out an album since 2014. Really? Yeah, it's 2019. That's a long break. And before that, the gap was only a year. Wowza. So she's kind of taking a little detour, and I'm sure that's not made out. She, it doesn't look like she's gone on too many tours either. Like, she's. Uh, she was the chorus on Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Damn. I'm so fancy. Damn, yeah, she was. Her voice is so good. She, it's she so does unique. have a good voice. Yeah, it's super unique. Like she, that's like one of those voices where like I could see myself marrying a girl based off of that <laughs> voice. Like, oh, dude, I would just hear mm. that and be like, every time I hear Rihanna on Too Good on Views, <laughs> mm. oh, bro, oh. <laughs> don't oh. even get me started on Rihanna, dude, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna, <laughs> we will just send like like tweets back and forth of pictures of her, like literally, just, just like like just like, just like, like look at this. Let me bless, let me bless you. <laughs> hey, hey, look at this. <laughs> look at this right here. Look at this. Rihanna, bro. Yo, Rihanna. I love Rihanna. Okay, so the next one that we had was Def Jam. Def Jam. Def Jam. Obviously, we talked a little bit about their their uh, 
industrious history. You know, they, mm-hmm. they are they're, they're anything. They're that, established. Rick Rubin puts his hands on anything. It's gonna be great. It's this, gonna be fun. This was originally Rick Rubin's it's gonna be toy. like brainchild. Like, oh yeah. He obviously let go of the reins because he didn't want it to come into. I don't know if he actually knew this, but he didn't. He he. Uh, when it came time that Def Jam became became like so big that, uh, like they had to like just it was a really it was like getting really big and it was Russell Simmons and uh, Rick Rubin running it, and um, they just weren't working together like too well and but they were super good friends and uh, in an interview Rick Rubin said that I didn't want to compromise my friendship with Russell Simmons over this company so yeah. I told him like uh, one of us has to I think one of us has to leave and then. Russell said, I don't want to leave. So Rick said, all right. Oh, fuck it. I know I can do this. I'll leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, and he went and started Columbia Records, which is another it's huge, huge art, yeah. like, label now. So Rick Rubin is the guy. I'm telling you, bro. The guy. Man, look at this line. I mean, they got, I mean, you have Alicia Caro who teams up with Logic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm sorry. We skipped out on this with Atlantic, but Janelle Monet, Kansas City native. Janelle Monet, yep. Whew. Janelle Monae, Dirty Computer last year, rec- uh, Album of the Year nominee. Yep. She deserves all the shine you can possibly give she her. Really She's does. constantly putting uh, black excellence. Oh, on, on, yes. She She's amazing. She is. She's so unique. That's what I she love about her. She just does what the fuck she wants. I love her. This is the best part. But, uh, jump back into jump it. Back Def in. Jam. I mean, you, you hear uh, Dave East's, uh, like, uh, East mixes that he does? He oh, drops yeah. like remixes of yeah. songs every once yeah. in a while. Like he did, uh, one of my favorites he did was, uh, oh shit, what's Lil Baby and Drake's collab? They have a, oh, uh, Yes Indeed? Yes, Jesus. <laughs> Don't, that completely blank yeah. for a second. But Yes Indeed, his remix of that is fucking fire. Yeah, I've actually heard that. Yeah, They I've only come out before. on SoundCloud because, you know, yeah, he can't release copyright. those for, yeah, the copyright reasons. But they are fire. Fire is toy. Yeah. No, Dave East is one of the best spitters from New York, probably. Period. Like he, he's since Nas, he, he's up there. Like he, like him, Joey Badass. Maybe I could see competing. Um, yeah, but, for like modern. Yeah, for like yeah, modern. My modern favorite MC out of, uh, of New York. Yeah. If I gotta go, my favorite MC out of New York right now, mm-hmm. I go Michi Darko. Really, favorite MC. Period. <sighs> oh, I don't know. I, I love Joey, Joey Badass. Badass. I love Joey, Joey Badass. Badass. But like, is that guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joey Badass definitely number one. But yeah. if we're going, I want to I want to branch out a little bit. Michi Darko, Michi, Flatbush yeah. Zombies. He, Ooh, yeah, Michi Darko bro. definitely goes in. Like he's got that deep flow. He does, and he makes it sound so good. Like he, he, like being in the context of Flatbush Zombies, I feel like he really like he shines there. Ca- yeah, he shines because he characterizes like their their mood, their sound. Yeah, like everything. you hear Flatbush Zombies and mm-hmm. you hear Michi Darko's voice. You hear voice. Michi Darko's voice. And like like when I've played it for other when I've heard of other people like played it for people, they'll be like, Oh, Flatbush Zombies, don't they have that guy that like sounds like a zombie? And I was like, Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michi Darko, that is the guy. Because like I wonder if they made the name with that in mind, that association. They actually have a guy there's there's three guys. It's uh Michi Darko, mm-hmm. Zombie Juice Okay. And someone else, I can't remember the the last guy's name, but dude, Flatbush Zombies is probably my favorite rap group, rap group out besides uh, uh, Brockhampton. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't even categorize Brockhampton as rap. Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just all they're over the place. They're pop too, actually. Eric Ark Elliott, that's the other guy. Oh, okay, okay. Who uh, is 
prominently a producer, but uh, he also obviously will hop on a beat and he kills it. But yeah. dude, Flatbush Zombies is so good. I wonder what they're under. They, uh, I don't know actually. I'll look it up. They yeah. are. Gosh, they're so good. <laughs> They They've are. been going on for a while. They're on a, I, oh, they're on Glorious Dead Records, which is kind of something they built. Oh, okay. But okay. it's a subsidiary of Warner. Oh, okay, okay. That makes which sense. is encompassing a, a lot, lot of the labels of, we yeah, talk about. A lot of so, these labels. Yeah, they're they're really <laughs> incredible too. They're, I didn't actually listen to them seriously until um, uh, Vacation, Vacation in Hell. From, yeah, Vacation in Hell came out. Um, Ooh. That, I, I mean, I I didn't really either. That was the first release of theirs that I was like anticipating. Mm-hmm. I was excited for it, but uh. I hopped on some of their older shit too. Yeah, no. One of my favorite of their old songs is "Bounce." You heard? I know you've heard "Bounce," right? Mm-hmm. Of course. "Bounces." That's the shit. Uh, Three thousand one, a laced odyssey. A laced odyssey. That album. Ooh. Yeah. I've, I mean, the I've name. I've gone back and listened to it since. The then, name and... itself is fucking dope. A laced odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man, that in like the cover art and everything just comes to it comes together like really. Oh, and the the homage they pay to Jimi Hendrix with the cover art of a uh, Vacation in Hell. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Oh, uh-huh. So it, it was that it's like fun. literally a picture that Jimi Hendrix once took but they recreated it. Yeah, yeah. That, so cool. Uh-huh. And uh one of the best songs on Vacation from Hell or uh, in Hell was um Facts. Oh, with Facts. Jada Kiss. Jada. Jada Kiss who is also signed to Def Jam. Like Jada Kiss is that's all like I love how they're just like saying like it took me a couple listens before I realized what they were really doing with that song they They were were just just like like, saying things and then after that they were like facts facts. more facts things that you you would normally say like in real life someone said that you're like facts Facts. (laughs) that's just what they were doing yeah like that's a crazy concept for a song and they pulled it off really well like some real like hard type shit too like and they, I, I mean, they, and then Def Jam. They also got Vince Staples. Vince, bro, I this was the one that surprised me the most, actually. Really? Because I didn't like really Vince Staples and YG. Because I don't really see like, I don't get the Def Jam vibe there. Yeah, I don't get the Def Jam vibe there. But that's one of the best parts about Def Jam is that they have these radically different artists. Like they got these super, and East they can Coast bring them guys. together really well. Yeah, yeah. They got like East Coast guys like they got Logic Dave East and like Nas, and then Dave East. Yeah, the, the, fabulous too. Jadakiss, really? Yeah, uh, he's New York. Jeezy, like th- these are all very East Coast rappers, and then they, they got, got Vince YG. Staples and YG on the back end, just like kind of like repping for the West Coast, mm-hmm. and like they're holding up. Like really, they don't need too many other West Coast artists other than Vince Staples and YG to be represented. Gosh, Vince there. Staples repping the Long Beach out there, North Side Long Beach, North Side Long Beach. Ugh. Yo, Vin- oh, Vince Staples to this day one of the best performers. To this ever. day. To this day, like to this day, the dude, like easily the best opener I've ever seen. Like, oh, dude, he, like I thought this, sh- like I was like I could leave right after your opening set and still be satisfied. Obviously, I wasn't because Tyler was coming up. But in any other scenario, I'm any done. other artist, I'm, I'm like done. Vince, you did a good enough job to satisfy me <laughs> for a good while. I, I'm, this is all I need. That's all I need. That yeah, and then YG been on the come up, been you know he's, he's one of the established. More, yeah, he's, he's one of the more he's doing good. Names. Yeah, but it's crazy because not a lot of people know YG really or yeah, have listened like, to his music. They'll recognize his name, but they won't like they couldn't name a song. You're right. You're right. Which is sad. It is sad. It's YG really sad. deserves a lot more hype in the uh, in pop culture, in especially general. based off of his last album. I've been listening to for real more and more, and like oh, it's so good. For for real, it's fire. For real, for real. For real, for real. For real, for real fire. For real, for real. Uh, they also got Jeremiah. Janae Aiko. Yep. 
Janaiko. Janaiko. Up there with Rihanna's and Dea. Voice from heaven. Yeah, for sure. Not not the voice part. Well, I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. She has a beautiful yeah. voice. But when I'm talking about Zendaya and Rihanna, oh, yeah, no, I'm talking about just pure beauty. Is she with Big Sean still? They, um, so. No, I don't think so. They've been like one of the. I, I really wish they're that weird. They could stay together. And they they've had a weird thing going on lately. Yeah. But uh, and I don't know enough about it. Just I know I, I know for a fact though that Janae Aiko divorced her husband, and then months a little like a couple months later was seen dating. Like they were dating. She was dating Big Sean. Well, yeah, that was the thing everybody wanted for a really long time too. Yeah, yeah that was. Oh, man, God, I love them. Yeah, I love Janae Aiko. <laughs> she she is she had a her first EP that she put out. She had like Ooh. childish on there. Dude, that song. Bed piece. Oh, bed piece. Oh, yeah. That. Curled up with my head on your chest. That's the best remedy for the pain and the stress. Ugh. 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 Yo, uh, Gambino in general. Who is Childish signed to I'll that, see. Actually? I'll look it up right now. Childish yeah. Gambino. I, I re- after I watched Guava Island, mm-hmm. I revisited all of his shit. All dude. of his shit. All it makes of his so shit. much more sense. Like, the vibe that he's going for is really, like, characterized by guava island i think that was super intentional by him gosh and ever since then i've been bumping summertime magic like every day yes and the story do let me do let me do do let me do let me do oh it's so good is that is that on your summertime playlist oh of course it is okay okay of course it it better be that's that's one bouncy song right there oh it's so and like all of the imagery and stuff that they had uh and the this is america video and especially at the end like that last segment like where he's running and like everybody was wondering like what's this mean like what why why is this in the video and so uh, i bet i guarantee a ton of talking heads like were like this is what it is this is what it means but they couldn't have known until guava island came out because that's oh, no. truly where it fit it was literally a part of that oh yeah and like uh the way that this is america wasn't even necessarily about america exactly but it was more about an idea like yeah. what america is it's about how like mm-hmm. it's about capitalism yeah really it's just like if you want to get to the top, you're mm-hmm. gonna to have to crush all these people below you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that which sucks. I, I was, like that's that's how it works, yeah. which sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was crazy. When I watched it, it was crazy because I was like, like, I was just coming off of a debate tournament or something, I think. Mm-hmm. And like the capitalism critique is my main. That's one of my main arguments that I run most rounds. And like just seeing that and then seeing the representation that he provides of it was just like mind-boggling to me. I was like, this was like such a great way to do it i agreed with literally all of it it was so good gosh uh childish gambino is on rca records rca i thought rca was defunct damn i didn't know they were still like, but they have a i mean rca is another one that's a lot like atlantic and that they have just an insane amount of artists like it's categorized alphabetically and each one has like 70 artists beneath every single one like i mean they already have Childish Gambino, but let me give you some of the other ones. They have ABBA. ABBA. They have uh, Ace of Base, which is uh, all Nazis, apparently. Did you what, read about that? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, they're Nazis. Wh- White why supremacists. are they signed? Oh, they're not anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine they still are. Okay. Um, Alicia Keys. Alicia. God, just so many like huge names. Aretha Franklin was on RCA. Damn. ASAP is under oh, shit. RCA. Just so many huge, huge names. Yeah. Hall and Oates. Hall and <laughs> Like, Hillary Duff. Ooh, Hillary Her. Duff? Jeez, y'all y'all were really tripping back then, weren't you? <laughs> Fergie. Fergie. She's Had all right. Had the rockets <laughs> red glare. <laughs> 
bro, yo, she did that so bad. I, like, I love how, like, that happened, and, like, nobody, nobody got mad at the Warriors or the Cavaliers oh, for laughing. And they were like, all, they were all just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> they've been to a lot of home games. They've heard a lot of renditions of that song. And... <laughs> Just like the only thing you can do when you hear that that rendition is just laugh. Like it's just and the way that uh, Fergie's husband was like the Warriors should apologize. Yeah, and they came out with that video of like a remix. Oh yeah, and they were all dancing in the <laughs> locker room to it. Here's your apology. That was the best fire. thing the Warriors did ever. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> the Warriors oh, are a good group. I I really hope they don't they don't like they don't implode. Yeah. yeah. It is a really sad finals for them. Though. Oh, yeah. And I talked about that last week a lot. Yeah. But uh, let's go on to Interscope. You got Interscope. Juice World, who grew insanely fast. Oh, yeah. One of the Crazy biggest, fast. biggest jumps to fame I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He just, like, he released what? Um, uh, All, All Girls, Girls Aren't the same. same. Yeah. All yeah. Girls Aren't the Same. And, like, from then, people knew. They are like, yeah, this This guy's, guy. and he's fucking good, dude. I love his and he's, music. I think he's actually legitimately talented. So, his last album I didn't love, Death Death Race to what was it? Was oh yeah, Death Race, mm-hmm. uh, Death Race Death, for Love or something Death like Ra- that. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I liked his first one a lot though. Yeah, his first album though was like point on. Like, I felt like I was getting his his core roots as an artist really mm-hmm. with that album. Like, oh for where, sure. Like I didn't. I don't want him to keep making music like he made on that album, but like for a starting point really damn good oh yeah for sure he had a lot of he had a lot of great songs the the remix he had of so high by uh uh the by wiz khalifa or it was oh, like yes he, it was like the the beat was the same but mm-hmm. with a couple alterations Ooh. that was that Ooh. was something like he has a, you might want to add that to your sometime playlist actually i gotta listen to it again yeah but uh and then we got black black both his albums so far, Free Black and uh, East Atlanta Love Letter. Free Black had another incredibly fast rise to fame, too. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that I'm noticing looking at this list now. I mean, uh-huh. they got Juice World, Black, and Billie Eilish. Yeah. Billie Eilish didn't release much before she mm-hmm. blew up. Yeah. Black didn't release much before he blew up, and Juice World didn't release much da before. Baby and DaBaby either. Yeah. Like, these people all, like, I don't know what it was, but Interscope apparently is really good at growing their yeah, artists they are. like that. And, like, they, I feel like they're picking, like, the, the artists who are, like, the startup artists who are legitimately good and who have, like... A like, lot of talent. A lot of talent to offer, yeah. And, like, they, they, like, recognize that. And, like, that's where I feel like good music was failing with Designer. Like... Yeah, you, I don't. I don't know if you could pull any significant talent from what he did with Panda. Like, oh yeah, like and be like. I mean, obviously that shit banged, but mm-hmm. like, like people were even saying like, "Is this future?" Like, yeah, exactly. When when you start out like that, you're you're probably not starting with the most like talented hand. You know? What no. I mean? like, <laughs> when you're starting with, "Is this future?" You're automatically at a disadvantage. <laughs> and like the problem. Don't get me is, wrong. It I legit- fuck with future heavy. Yeah. I know this is one of the main points that me and you kind of have always uh-huh. disagreed on. You you've never really vibed no, with future. Yeah, future, future is definitely. I, I fuck with future. Okay. Uh, when he's on. When he's on. When he's uh-huh. on. Like I liked uh, Hendrix a lot. Okay. When he released those two albums, yeah, like back yeah. to back, I hated that. I felt saturated. I was like, I, I hardly know, liked and the that first was just album. So much I'm not music. listening to a second. I listened. I listened to Hendrix a lot more than I listened to. Uh, I can't remember what the fu- the first one was called. Was the it just cult. Future? Mm, I think so. yeah. It was it, it just it was, Future Hendrix, and that was how he did it. Maybe no. I think that's actually what it was. Yeah, yeah but uh, 
I listen to Hendrix a lot more because it was a lot more the the vibey R and B stuff that mm-hmm. he does. I love R and B future. I'm not oh, a yeah. huge fan of trap future. Yeah, yeah. I will say like like low life, like what he did, like Ooh. like that was like a future that I can get behind. Ooh. But like most of it, like DS2, I fucked with for like a small period. But like, where your ass was at, though? Yeah, like I can't. Uh, you can't deny that. Like that yeah. was fire. Blow a bag. That was fire. Yeah. Like, I, he was, yeah. he was. He had some hits back in the day when I was a little kid. But I don't know. He just doesn't sound different enough to me. Like yeah, he's I, not doing enough to his last project. Uh, I didn't listen to it. I so my cousins are really into Future, and I wouldn't have listened to it if I wasn't with them. And I did, and mm, they weren't satisfied. Like them being very hardcore Future fans, didn't like it. It was really R and B, which means you might like it. I didn't think it was terrible, but it it just I don't know. Like something about listening to Future albums for me, like. The songs just don't change much. Yeah, like, yeah. It just seems like that's definitely a fault of his. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's just like one of those critical things for me. But uh, probably my favorite artist on Interscope. Uh, it's Black, but Smino. Smino. Smino's fucking. Good, I just got dude. into Smino actually within like the last like year, probably I, like maybe September August mm-hmm. of last year. I like really listened. I to loved him. Uh, Netflix and Duce. Netflix and Duce. Also Black Swan. Yes, but Ooh. Black Swan was a great, great project. Yeah, I liked the uh, Glass Flows. I couldn't stop Ooh, listening to the yes. Glass Flows. Walking I got a piece. Glass flows. I, I love a. You know but what? God, I'm Netflix thinking, and Duce was what put me on him. Special. When he was like, "I got a pizza on the way, baby." Yeah, I'm trying to lay lay. He had a real like, like just like, ooh, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I the, can buy the, the, the one where like the like the guys are outside singing to the girl dancing yes. around. Like, oh my God! Like it's such a really like distinct vibe. He's actually a St. Louis native too. Yeah, and that, that and we talked about that a few weeks uh-huh. ago with uh, him, uh, no name. Uh-huh. And Saba all being like oh, coming yeah. up together yep. and like making shit together, and I think that's really cool. When mm-hmm. and I, we're seeing a lot more of that lately, I feel like with yep. all these people who like came up together, putting each other on. Yeah. And we're at a place in music where like they have the power to do that because people are discovering music and such wherever they can. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's and like you that's one, one of the good things about uh-huh. the current landscape of music. How uh-huh. everyone's always looking for the new thing. And yeah, you have twenty four access, twenty four seven access to it. Like, exactly. You can just like go on your phone, turn it on, listen. Like it's that easy. It's it's never been that easy to listen to music. Yeah, and that's why I think like obviously the fault is like with everybody looking for the new thing. Nobody gets to appreciate things mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Yeah, that's true. But the good thing, like I said, is that we're always looking for the new thing. Yeah. So we find the new yeah, thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's... I, I really fuck with Smino. His, uh... Even his last album, Noir. Like, Ooh. so that was a really weird thing for me because I... I, I list, Like, coming off of Black Swan, I had just been binging that album, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. I listened to that a lot. And then Noir came out, and it was really different. It so was a lot at, was... at first, I wasn't, like, into it. Yeah. But I remember a couple months after that, you were like... You texted me, and you are like... Bro, I've just been listening to Noir, and, like, that shit actually goes. So I went back and listened, and I was like, yo, this shit does go. What the fuck? Yeah, and, like, I, I wasn't, like, a huge fan at first because mm-hmm. because of it being so different from his yeah. first thing, and that's uh-huh. what I expected, that's what, and I that's expected. what I wanted. That's what I wanted, yeah. But that's completely contradictory to what I'm usually about. Yeah. I'm usually about, like, I love when artists evolve. Yeah, so exactly. So when I get to go back and appreciate that, uh-huh. I'm glad I could. It just takes a little time. Yeah, it I does. Think. It's like it's def- it was definitely one of those albums that grew on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love the first song on that covert. Oh yeah, covert is so good. And he got Tequila Mockingbird. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He's so good. I he love Smino. He put together two really good albums. Gosh. 
So those are the those are the the big labels, big, and the labels. big names, but yeah, from the big and labels. Me and me and Tavares are obviously pretty biased towards a uh, Dreamville and Top Dog. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent bias. I recognize that Dreamville is actually like the smallest label next to Young Money Cash Money. Do we even talk about them? Like, do no, we, we need don't to? need to. Yeah, <laughs> Young Money Cash Money, Birdman. Technically, Drake and Nicki Minaj. Drake, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jacquees. Jacquees is a light, but Jacquees. Also has problems. <laughs> the king of R and B. Yeah, one of my like, favorite things uh, from a podcast that I also listen to, Jenkins and Jones. It's uh, Larry Beyonce on Twitter. Oh yeah, Dragonfly yeah. Jones. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Lejethro Jenkins, and they also brought on a guy named Mike Watabasio, who's a regular now, who I love on Twitter. Oh really? But uh, one of my favorite things that Dragonfly Jones said is that uh, Jacquees is just Junior Whopper Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Junior Whopper Quavo. Oh my gosh. I remember Jacquees got put on because he was like in a video singing and people were like, is that Wayne? Can Wayne sing? Yeah. And he was like, guys, it's not Wayne. <laughs> like, obviously, the guy who has been destroying his vocal cords for the past like 20 years. Century. Like, <laughs> cannot sing at that level. <laughs> gosh. Yeah, but... The Jacquees is good, but He's for the most voice. part, Young Money, Cash Money hanging on by a thread. They probably shouldn't still be a thing. Birdman just needs to give Birdman, up the dream. Yeah, Birdman. Birdman. He's just, he's just, I feel like Birdman's really greedy. Like He is. I feel like he's a greedy person. He's the Walter White of the music industry. The Walter White of the music industry, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we recognize Top Dog, Dreamville. Those are definitely biases, but definitely. if you listen to them, you know. You know. You know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. As I guess you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so no. So no. That's the lesson. That's it. Dreamville, Top Dog, those are our guys, you know? We're going to ride for them. We're going to rip. Next segment. We're back. We no, back. it was a long break. Yeah. About a second. I know you guys missed this. It's all right. Though. <laughs> I missed you too. We, uh, next segment, we like to talk about TV. Me and we Tavares do. are TV connoisseurs. We do. Yeah, we, we probably categorize as that. We watch a lot of TV. A lot of TV. <laughs> and uh, I, I wanted to take a moment to talk about recently watched and currently watching television series yes so Tavares let's start with your recently watched you had a lot to say about a couple alright so uh, so far this summer I have uh, neglected all of my duties and managed to get through uh, most of or all of two series and most of uh, another uh, so let's start with 3% so you've you had you heard about 3% before I had and I would clicked on it multiple times to try and start it uh -huh. but due to it being in Spanish with an English dub yeah. it was too annoying for me to watch yeah no it is super annoying but like so I I, I, I bared with it and getting through that show was one of the most satisfying things that I've done like I literally that was one of the shows that you just can't stop watching yeah and it's due to the nature of how it's uh, of the storyline because it's one it's it's like Think of Hunger Games, but in a super, like, 
think of Hunger Games with the politics of uh, House of Cards, for example. Oh, damn. It's All like right. that. And it's like they really get deep into like why the system is the way that it is and, it's, and why it's so fucked up. So the idea of 3% is that 3% of the population, or I guess everyone lives or everyone in the current area where they live, uh, lives in basically de- like destitute poverty. Like everyone is struggling. Like it, there's no there's like no way out of it. And it's because they don't have any technology. Uh, this becomes a bigger point later in the series. But uh, you every person who can when they turn 21 or 22 goes through this uh, trial that they call the process. That's and dope. the process weeds out over a thousand applicants each year. Um, to 3%. And those 3% get to go to this place called the offshore where you basically live life in paradise because their whole thing is merit. It's a meritocracy. So whoever like whoever shows that they're worth the most gets to do it. But the problem is that this process is extremely brutal mm-hmm. and it's mostly random. Like it's <laughs> like they they try to cover it up and say it's only for those who are worthy, but there's some things that people don't have control over. They're asked to do tasks that are mostly impossible and it's like if you don't get it, you're out. And mm-hmm. it's like super brutal, but it's also that they can uphold like the resources that they have for those 3% of people so that they can always have access to food and water and everything else because they don't have enough to provide for everyone. So it's really fucked up, but it, it shows how they basically break up this, they, how they take it over and, uh, well, not necessarily take it over, but try to stop this process, try to stop the offshore and like reducing people down to like what they're quote unquote worth through these series of uh, like arbitrary trials. So it's it's a super interesting show, and in that sense, it's a lot like The Hunger Games, but it gets very political, and yeah. it, it's it's a very adult take on like these sort of like childish things that we would normally make into movies like Hunger Games or books like Hunger Games. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That my, sounds my really favorite, cool. I my might have to actually thing, give it a shot. Yeah, and my favorite thing about it is that it's written a lot like a, a novel or something. Yeah, like, I I thought for like watching through the first season that it was based on a book. Yeah, I thought it was based on a book the whole time, and I finally looked it up, and it's not. It's just it's huh. it's just the show. Like that's really interesting. Yeah, it's super good. Uh, so that's one of them recently watched. Definitely recommend if you're into like like young adult type books now and uh, I, I, I don't know like what age most of our listeners are but I'm assuming you're old enough to watch TVMA they're about us yeah, yeah. they're about our <laughs> so, age so like if you're looking for an adult take on something like The Hunger Games I definitely recommend 3% it's it's a it's an amazing show well then I guess I'll have to give it a shot yeah I'll go into so let's um, get into yours I'll go into my one that I finished yesterday yesterday damn I uh, talked about this uh Pretty highly last week, but I was only four episodes in. Uh, Barry on HBO. I was only four episodes in when I talked about it last week. I finished the two seasons that were available, and dude, yo, the first four four episodes. I don't think I did it enough justice last week. <laughs> oh my, yo, not, it's not usual. Like it's not typical that most shows get better like that. Like, and like. So, the first four episodes, you're really getting to know the characters, mm-hmm. and but after that, you really get into the story of it, yeah. and fuck, all the twists and turns. Really? that's You got me on twists and turns. And then, like, just the cliffhangers yeah. 
fucking brilliant. Really? The writing is genius. I mean, Bill Hader and Alec Berg are both... I love Bill Hader as an actor. Dude, he's amazing. I mean, yeah. and and what's awesome is, like, the person I can get his most influence from that I can, like, definitely see is Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's very similar with, like, the dark comedy that they portray and the way they talk and stuff like that and the way they act. But, uh... Like I said last week, you give me this idea of a hitman from Cleveland, Ohio, moving to L.A., and he wants to be an actor. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But this, bro, this. That, that's what I, I remember seeing, like, the ads for it and being like, hmm, it looks huh. like it could be interesting, but it doesn't look like it's right up my, like, it's up my lane. The only reason I was intrigued is because I fuck with Bill Hader. Really? Yeah, and, like, dude, just the... The way they analyze just human nature in mm-hmm. general and the way people can change or the nature that people have to not change. Yeah. Like, they, the way they just analyze... It's like a character study. And it's fucking brilliant. That's why I think, like, that that was one of Breaking Bad's strongest points. Was oh, that absolutely. They, they, that it was largely, like, them just examining characters throughout, mm-hmm. throughout the episodes, which is, it, like, if you do character development right, that's the key to a good story. Like, mm-hmm. it truly is. And I, I think, like, if you get that down, it just makes the show a lot better. And you add in, like, an interesting and compelling plot with, like, twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something I'd be interested in. And what's awesome is, like, the... The way Breaking Bad, you know how Walter White was just a really complicated character? Very. Like, you wanted to root for him, you wanted him to pay off, and then there was a point that came where you were like, alright, yeah, I can't. Yeah, exactly. We haven't reached that point with any of the characters, I think, so far. Uh-huh. But it's almost like every character in the show is kind of like that. Really? There are aspects of everybody that you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. But a lot of them are you're just like God. You kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the worst. Like making it like making the characters conflicting, but it also makes them oh, it makes them so much more compelling and yeah. more real. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just exactly it, it's it's really human. Yeah, of all of, like every character in it, like uh, you got a, a girl named Sally who is uh, Barry's main love interest, who's just extremely selfish, <laughs> but she's also on her grind to become like an actress like a big deal and yeah. you want her to get there and then there are parts where she says some shit and you're like ah damn yeah, like, fuck like, you mm. dude you suck <laughs> and then uh, Barry's handler quote unquote uh, Fuchs who gets him all his jobs as a hitman uh-huh. and does all this he's known him Barry's entire life pretty much he's like Barry's uncle okay You, I like him because he brings a great comedy aspect to the show. Mm-hmm. He's a real complicated character. He has a love for Barry that is definitely definitely there. Yeah. But same as Sally, he's also just... He seems so selfish. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's always looking out for him first before Barry. And Barry is the one who's getting all his shit done. Like, the reason Fuchs has a living is because Barry can kill people really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, the the acting teacher that draws Barry in, his name's Gene Cousineau, who is played by uh, the Fonz, mm. Arthur Fonzarelli. Okay. I can't remember the guy's uh, real name, <laughs> which I feel really bad about because he's been a really big deal for a really long time, really? obviously. <laughs> but, uh... Dude, he's probably my favorite character in the show. And he's always uh he's always looking out for getting that money first. Yeah. So like yeah, he, got to. he he gets uh it's all about the bread. He he gets really like personal with his students. They talk about like really 
intimate, personal things. Uh-huh. And then at the end of like every <laughs> every conversation is like, all right, I do my private classes. Uh, <laughs> I do my private classes billing separately, so I'll just send you the invoice. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, dude. You ruined that moment yeah, like, by damn. saying like, all right, this will be this much money. And you're uh-huh. like, fuck, man. Yeah, you're like, like, you couldn't have just made that a moment? <laughs> Henry, Henry Winkler. Don't know why I forgot his name. That's Gene Cousineau. Oh, Henry yeah. Winkler. You've seen he's, him in so from, many things. Uh, what is he? He's from so many things. Yeah. So he's. I mean, he's a very established actor. Yeah, he definitely. was. Uh, gosh, I mean, he was in The Waterboy, Arrested Development, the Water Boy. Click, uh, just so much shit. Yeah. And, dude. Barry though. Barry, I need to check that show out for sure. You you absolutely do, and uh, it's hard to get behind it first because the first three episodes are pretty <laughs> slow, like I said, because you're really getting to know the characters. But it is absolutely worth the payoff uh-huh. of everything that happens. Like in episodes like six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. I I couldn't look away. Like I really? had to keep watching. Yeah, yeah. And I love shows like that. It's just amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. HBO is constantly coming correct H- with HBO all, knows all the what best. The fuck they are doing all the best shows. They definitely know what they're doing. So let's uh, jump into your neck, your ne- your next show, your yep. Netflix original here. So the other show that's like was kind of like that for me, where I just was like, it, it kind of started out slow, but it was like the character development. Mm-hmm. Then it got into like really going crazy was Umbrella Academy. Oh, dude, I love which Umbrella is Academy. one of the most unique takes on a hero story that I have ever seen. It's uh, entirely based off of a uh, comic book series mm-hmm. by uh, by one of the guys the, the in guys Motley from, Crue. Yeah, Motley Crue. Uh-huh. Which is pretty fucking awesome. It is, isn't it? Like, yeah. this band, this music guy just wrote a, mm-hmm. a co- some comics and, like, put them out, and now they're blowing now up. Now they're blowing up as this TV show. And, like, it's definitely very comic-y. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super you, you definitely get yeah. the comic book vibe, so it seems a little cheesy and corny yeah. at points. But, it's, dude, it's good. But it's still very adult at the same time. Oh, yeah, time. exactly. Like, girl gets her neck sliced. Like, jeez. Yeah, it's pretty graphic yeah. at, at some point. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But uh, just the way that they can develop the characters as they are, and it's only been one season. Yeah, one season. And you're already super attached to a mm-hmm. lot of these characters. Yeah. And uh one thing I think the show definitely could improve upon is uh love stories. I don't think they do a very good job at, with the romance aspect. They seem too formulaic. Yeah, like they're like, all right, they these are like I think the way they looked at it is like you're just supposed to know yeah. that these two have loved each other for a long time. I'm yeah. talking about the adopted yeah. brother and sister here. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. But <laughs> well I can't. I, it's really complicated. It, it is complicated. And like, I I want to I, root I for them. See them together though. They don't seem like a likely couple at all. I don't either. And like, and that and that's the point. Like that I'm trying to make here is like, they definitely could have developed that romance a lot better. Yeah. But if you ignore that, it reminds me a lot of the Daenerys Jon Snow. How they were just <laughs> how you were just supposed to know they were supposed to be together. Yeah, exactly. And that that kind of sucks. You should have let me yeah. get there, yeah, like right. develop that uh-huh. for me. But putting that aside, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's an incredible show, and I feel like they like took like these super like fun and like like I don't know like these themes that are typical of a hero story and meshed it with the real world. Like oh for sure. M- like the the praxis of the show is that it, it it's based off of this looming uh, like apocalypse essentially. Yeah. And one of the members 
happens to like have like have insider information about it and yeah. he comes back in time and he tries to stop it essentially yeah and like it's, it's crazy like how everything develops and stuff and when they finally get to the like the ending was one of the most satisfying endings oh, for a show I loved it and it left you on a huge cliff cliffhanger it did while also tying together everything that you wanted yep. tied up yep and anytime a show can do that, I think Stranger Things is really good about that too. Mm-hmm. The way that every season kind of obviously has its own big bad. Yeah. And but they tie up the story really well mm-hmm. at the end of each season. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's that's the strongest. That's probably one of the strongest points of Umbrella Academy. Just like they they paid off everything super well. They kept it contained relatively a lot, like a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. And now like next season not to spoil anything but I think we're going to get to like see a, a different part of these characters that is still going to be super unique super different from season one and still super interesting yeah I'm really excited for it yeah uh, the next show that I have here on my list is uh, Euphoria which is obviously only one episode in yeah but uh, the second episode premieres tonight we're recording this on Sunday uh, June 23rd the next episode's tonight which I'm very excited to watch oh, yeah. but uh, it's a really really the most aesthetically pleasing show I think I've ever watched. Really? Oh, bro. I feel like Zendaya she 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 knows how to make some TV. She's she been does. in the films. I and mean, movies. she got that she got Shake It Up. <laughs> shake It Up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh this is not Shake It Up. Let me warn you. You are getting into some intense shit if you yeah. watch Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Like uh it, it's it revolves around a character named Rue played by Zendaya who just got out of rehab. She got out of rehab for being after an overdose. Or she went into rehab after an overdose. Okay. She, from a young age, she was diagnosed with, like, uh, anxiety, OCD, uh, signs of depression. Uh-huh. So her parents were always on the lookout, kind of shielding her from those, as- <coughs> like, those things in her. Yeah. But they were always there for her, so she leaned on drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's really tragic, but... God, it just it portrays her addiction really, really what I feel is realistically. I mm-hmm. haven't been around enough real life addiction to be able to tell you. Yeah. But dude, it's one episode in and I'm like already like devastated <laughs> by where Jeez. like where some of these characters are like seem to be headed and stuff like that. Is it like entirely that. a drama? Yes. Okay. There are definitely comical aspects and you can tell they're gonna it's gonna have a really broad squ- broad scope like Zendaya is the main character mm-hmm. but there are a lot of characters that they seem to have lined up to be following yeah throughout the series and HBO has proven they can do that time and time oh, again yeah, following sure. all these different storylines for sure but uh it's a really interesting take on what a uh, high school is currently mm-hmm. it's a little dra- dramatized yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, but uh, it's like the Thirteen Reasons Why paradox. Yeah, but this is this is more than Thirteen Reasons really? Why, like in terms of its intensity. Uh huh. Because I mean, it's it's an HBO. Yeah, they, show. they don't they, they don't hold like they they go all out. Yeah, it's oh man. I mean, the way they portray high school is pretty accurate. Definitely pretty accurate. But they. They intensified the drug use, I think. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around this much drug use in high school. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there were kids who were. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know a lot of kids who were around this amount of drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also have, like, a 
and like as a man I haven't experienced the sexual mm-hmm. assault side of things which I don't doubt happens yeah. to a lot a lot of women mm-hmm. which is fucking terrible yeah I mean ugh. some uh, a lot of men most men men <laughs> fucking suck men Men. God, I can't... This show, dude, it it is an uncomfortable watch. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it's probably more of a, of a performance in that aspect, and it's, it's useful to the end that it, it exaggerates, and it like takes these aspects that maybe don't happen as regularly as they portray it, but it blows it up just to like... So you know emphasize. these things happen. Yeah, emphasize the point. Yeah, and oh, dude, it is definitely an <clears throat> uncomfortable watch after the first episode. But I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I loved the first episode, and I look forward to the rest of the yeah. season they have. I was definitely planning on checking that show out for sure. Yeah, you'll have to uh, watch the second episode with me tonight then. Yeah. The first and second episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, then me and you both, I finished Westworld, but you're currently working on I it. I am, yeah. Westworld, though. Westworld, bro. That is like... Fucking brazy. Something else, like entirely, like... How deep are you into season two? Uh, I'm on like uh, four or five right okay, now. Okay, yeah, so yeah, four yeah. Or five, so I'm like halfway through. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 like a lot of the plot right now. So it's yeah. like it's not as interesting, but it, it's like it's developing everything. You're about a, to you're about to get hit. Yeah, with a lot of shit, bro. And like I got hit in season one too. Like oh, dude, the last three episodes of season one, you're like so, holy fucking shit. Yes, oh my god. Yes. What the fuck? Bro, was, <laughs> I had to rewind multiple times and just be like, did I hear this right? Like, did what just Wait, happened? Hold the fuck and like Westworld's one of those shows. Like, I, I don't even do that with shows much. I, I, like, I usually can see it, get it, it's fine. Westworld, I had to rewind and make sure I yeah, was you're understanding. Getting the shit. Yeah. Because, like, it's a very, 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 very complex show. Oh, yeah. Like, everything from the characters to the storyline and to, like, th- they give you so many small pieces of this bigger plot. And enough pieces you feel like to put it all together. But when they give you new information, it seems like... Like, Holy shit, like, how could I not have seen that coming? Yeah, exactly. You're just like, what in the heck? How does this fit in? What does this mean? And it, I, you're, it's like you're in a constant state of trying to figure out where this show is going. And that's, that's the point direct. of the show. Yeah. Like, you know how Game of Thrones grew into the show that was like uh-huh. theorized everything. Yeah. It's like you're, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to, but like you wanted to figure out uh-huh. what was going to happen. Westworld was built on that. Yeah. You were supposed to theorize and supposed to exactly. do all these things. Yeah. And you can tell, like, just from how it's written because it gives you, like... It, it gives, gives you it piece by piece. Piece by piece. And, like, mm, I don't even want to spoil anything. Like You can't. Uh, like, yeah. you have to watch it to get what we're talking about. Yeah. And I promise you, if you watch it, it will be worth your while. Yeah. It's... What, like the end of season one, one of the more like you said about Umbrella yeah. Academy, that but like times ten. Oh yeah, was sure. like the epitome it, of what television's like. I was just like should be. You know, like, you feel like it, like at the end of season one that they tied up everything essentially. Oh, and then you start season two and there's a whole new like. Oh my god, it's like. And what's so world. cool is like obviously in in Westworld the premise is that they've developed technology so advanced that you can be exported into this world with robots who seem so human mm-hmm. that you kind of forget you're in a different world. can't tell world. the difference. And the fact that, like, what I want to know and what I think they're heading towards in Season 3 is, like, if they've developed this technology in there, mm-hmm. what's the world outside of this like? That's And that's the biggest question I've had since Episode 1. What yeah. Is, they don't give you, like, a real, like, solid portrayal of the outside world ever because it's based around Westworld, which is this... 
uh, basically theme park that they built, this massive theme park God. where they've like literally like half civilizations going, but yeah. Like, programmed civilization so like that they, they, they functionally control um and that control becomes a big question too um yeah but, the themes of like do humans even have control yeah exactly and like what does it mean to be human is one God. of the, like oh my like if you really want to get into a deep like discovery deep, essentially of, of like like society and like just how humanity in general yeah it's Westworld is going to be your show, but you have to focus. Like you got to focus. You cannot. This, this is not a show you are sitting there scrolling through Twitter while the show is on. Yeah. You are paying attention. You are paying attention to every minute. Because there's of a Westworld. lot of dialogue and there's a lot of important dialogue, like that you don't I, even I, get. And what's funny is like I haven't rewatched it yet, but I'm sure going back there will be a bunch of things yeah. where I'm like, holy fucking shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did I not know that was coming? Exactly. Like, and they have like. I love their use of motifs. It's probably oh, my favorite. Gosh. Like, like with the piano, the, piano, the flies. And the it happens so often, but they never once give like a clear explanation of it. So like you don't know for sure what these motifs are like s- supposed to reference. They could reference multiple different things or it could be something that they've yet to reveal. So like yeah. I it's, I love like that type of show because it really makes you think. It really makes you think. And that's that's what I love about Westworld. I love anything that like I have to pay attention to and I have to think about. And mm-hmm. it makes me think about just life in general. Yeah. And Westworld really does that. Yeah, it really does. And you have any... Like, bro, you don't even know yet. That's crazy <laughs> because you were 15 of 20 episodes in and you don't even know oh, yet. Shit. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I got to get back on. I got to get back on. Finish when up. he finishes season two, though, we will... Warning, we will be doing a full deep dive with spoilers and everything. Yep. So. We will have to because I, I cannot wait to discuss it at length with him. <laughs> it's a good it's a great show to prompt discussion too. You have to watch Westworld. You have to. You have to. Another HBO series that I'm currently working on. Uh, Chernobyl. <coughs> Chernobyl, huge deal. Did not expect it to blow up the way it did, but it did. Mm-hmm. And there's it is evident why. I'm really? only three episodes, three of the five episodes in. It's uh, based around uh, the Chernobyl power plant, which uh, the nuclear reactor core exploded Ooh. in 1986. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm shocked I never learned about this in school. I, I, I've heard about that. I, I knew that there was a, a nuclear react, like power plant that it had exploded. I didn't know it was Chernobyl, though. Yeah, and they specifically follow like uh, the physicists that are like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Because it wasn't supposed to. Like, uh-huh. n- it, this had never happened in human history, has not happened since. Yeah. And just, it's showing just like the, the politics of it because it was set in Russia. Therefore, like, that's when... Uh, Gorbachev was still thriving in Russia, oh, yeah. so he was. Uh, their biggest concern wasn't even their citizens' health. Wow! It was like, how can we contain this? How wow. can other countries not know this is happening? Oh! And that's that's fucking horrifying. Yeah, that is ter- That's terrible. That's I mean, like, and, and just watching it, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. This is horrifying, and it just makes me wonder what shit has happened that I don't know about. Oh, what shit has happened that the tons. world doesn't know guarantee about? There's tons, and just like the amazing show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm only three or five episodes in, therefore I won't be diving into it too deep. But like, dude, Chernobyl, yeah, definitely worth a watch. If you're into HBO too, if you're into history, you'll definitely appreciate Chernobyl for what it is. And uh, I mean, you don't even really have to be in, into history if you are just looking for a show that's intense. I mean, 
the makeup design, the cinematography, everything about it is just fucking brilliant. Really? I mean, like, the way they show people, like, it's really, really graphic and really, really, like, uh, scary at points. Mm -hmm. Like, the makeup. Yeah. Because what radiation does to you is fucking horrifying, especially at the level that, like, they experienced it. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first responders, the radiation (laughs) they were in, they were told it was something called 3.6 Roteneg, which is a measure of radiation. Mm-hmm. 3.6 is something to be scared of. Mm-hmm. They found out later that it was actually 15,000 Roteneg. Jeez. Like Holy 3.6 crap. was concerning for the entire city around it. Wow. It was 15,000. Oh my god. That's crazy. It's fucking insane, dude. They all died, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're dead. Everyone who was there is dead. And, dude, I can't can't do it justice quite yet because I'm not finished, but Uh it is brilliant. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I'll definitely have to check that out. And then uh, currently, looking towards uh, July 4th. Looking towards the future. I'm rewatching Stranger Things for like yep. the 7,000th time. <laughs> God, I love Stranger Things. Stranger Things is one of the best. Like the 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 Duffer Brothers or Duff is it Duffer Duffer or Duffy Duffer I think Duffer yeah the Duffer Brothers man they it really amazes me like how they were able to do this as like one of their first real like concerted efforts at making uh, a film or a TV show like Stranger Things was it like. I, and what I, it's it's something I'm pretty proud of <laughs> that uh, I watched Stranger Things season one the day it came out. Really? No expectations. I saw it. I was intrigued. I clicked on it, and the beginning of the first episode, I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> this is fucking awesome!" Yeah, you're like, because I love sci-fi. I love uh-huh. all that shit. But and what's cool is like these the actors in it. They're kids. Yeah, they are, and they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, they're brilliant actors and actresses. They such great actors for that. Yeah, actors and actresses. And, like, what's amazing is, like, the story obviously revolves mostly around the kids in it. But if you are an adult, you can still appreciate and love Mm -hmm. this show. Because, like, they also do a really good job of tying in, like, Hopper and Joyce Byers. Yeah. Like, their romance that's obviously budding. I know. Oh, I love it. I love it, bro. That has I love it, bro. Like, I've been saying that since, like, they first met up. I Mm -hmm. was like, yo, so you're single and you're They went to high school together. It's just been, like, building towards this the entire time. But then my man, uh... uh, Bob. I love Bob. Yeah, I would have... Like, if Bob, like... Bob. Bob. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob. R.I.P. Bob. Man, went out like a warrior, too. And that, and he was a... That guy's a really great actor, too. He was in The Goonies. He's yep. done so many great sci-fi things. Yeah, he was in he The has. Goonies, Lord of the Rings. I mean, and just to add Stranger Things to that resume, he did... He's, he's doing great for he himself. He is, he is. And I, I watched the Beyond Stranger Things thing. Oh, yeah. The, uh, behind the, like, yeah. the story of it yeah. on Netflix. And he was talking about his death. He was like, I wasn't supposed to be in the show very much. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way they do it, like, the response he got from, like, uh, focus groups and stuff, yeah. people love Bob. Yeah, Bob is a I mean, great... how do you not love Bob? Yeah, Bob is awesome. He's just, he's just a guy, He's you just know? a guy being a dude. Like... He's just a guy... Look at this. <laughs> just guys being dudes, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> but, he, and he was like, it, my death scene, I don't want to go out in just a terrible way. Like, yeah. he, wa- he was like, I want to go out a hero. 
Yeah. And they gave that to him. <laughs> they gave that to him, yeah. And he really he really got... Like, it was Bob's sacrifice that made a lot of this show possible to this end. For sure. To this point, but like... Man, I really miss Bob. Oh, I miss lie. Bob. I was I was thinking he was gonna be in there for a while too, I did too. when I first met him. That's but like the way he went out, that, made, that's about sense. as good as anything else. Yeah, it made sense. And sure. uh, Joyce, and that's what's complicated about it is like how quickly will Joyce be able to bounce back from that? Yeah, yeah. That that was devastating. She's gone through a lot. Just that's I can't. Mother, I can't. As, oh my god. Oh, man, but, like, Hopper and Joyce, man, that has to happen. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Eleven and, like, uh, Will will be, like, adopted brother and sister. Mm. I love it, dude. That's I so, love the way yeah. Hopper became the father figure to Me Eleven. Me too, yeah. Dude, and I didn't see that coming. I don't know why, I mean, but I didn't yeah. see that coming at all. I really, like, when they Because they didn't do that in season two, one. Yeah, when they started season two with that, I was so confused. I was like, wow. But I, I fucking love it. I'm impressed. Like, it I was brilliant. Was, it was, yeah. It Just was, that relationship there is... One, probably my favorite dynamic in the show because Hopper's daughter died when at a very young age, mm-hmm. so he was able to use his paternal love yeah. that he still had in his heart uh-huh. to look after Eleven, yeah, and to an even greater extent because like while cancer was what took his birth daughter, mm-hmm. Eleven's circumstances are arguably even more substantial exactly because people are after her to like study mm-hmm. her and like yeah. figure out Take what the her. fuck she is yeah and it seems like she kind of grounds him as well like mm-hmm. he, he's one of those people like without like that sort of got all the character development in the show because like i was i was re-watching mm-hmm. season one episode one today okay and like hopper at the beginning he's just like this i don't give a fuck dude yeah he's a he's a it seems like he's an alcoholic kind of a junkie yeah and he and he's like, his assistant comes in, his secretary. She's like, uh, "We got Joyce Byers in the other room." He's like, "Listen, mornings are for coffee and <laughs> contemplation. I cannot deal coffee. with this right now. I am hungover. I am hungover." And now he's like this father who's like, yeah. doing all this shit for uh-huh. Eleven. Who's just like, I love David Harbour too, the guy who plays. Oh yeah, Hopper. He's, a, he's a really funny. Dude. He had a tweet yesterday that was like, he's an atheist. Yep, I know. Yeah, about. he was like, he was like. If God is real, she is smiling upon the web Midwest. And the fact that he threw, if God is real, she. I was <laughs> yeah. like, fuck yes. <laughs> that is amazing. I love you. God is a woman. <laughs> yes. That's amazing, man. And, uh, gosh, another one of my favorite character developments in that show, uh, Steve Harrington. Oh, yeah. And what I love is the, I, the way they take the 80s and just, like, bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Like, the 80s, like, stereotype of, like, the bad boy falling for, like, the good girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. with Nancy Wheeler and uh-huh. how Steve is obviously hung up on her. Yeah. But they didn't do it in a way that they ended up together. Uh-huh. They did it in a way where he was hung up on her, but she's she's good with someone else now, yeah, bro. Exactly. You missed out. Exactly. And, like, I really don't know what that what that means for the future. But no, but just, like, think about the pivot in, in Steve's character. I love it. Like Steve, I love that he's the mama now. Had to be the most hated character on this show. And what's funny though is like looking back is like I get it, I get where yeah. he was coming from. Uh-huh. You know, because like Jonathan, obviously, he showed up to their pool and took pictures. Mm-hmm. I'd destroy that dude's camera too. That's pretty exactly. fucked up. Yeah. But the whole thing where he called Nancy a slut on the on the mm-hmm. movie marquee, yeah, that's fucked up. That was fucked up. And that's when his pivot really happened is mm-hmm. when he showed up and he was like, "Let me clean it up." Yeah, I have to like I have to own this. I did this. This uh-huh. is my fault. Exactly. And that and that's really when it happens. And and I love that about Steve is that yeah. like he's 
And that's the thing you also got to consider is he's a teenager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a teenager. Exactly. Like, he's going to fuck up. Yeah. He and, fucked up in a pretty bad way. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. But inexcusable. Like, I, I truly believe there are, there are lessons that you do not learn until you just have to go through it and learn it. Like, you Absolutely. have to experience, like, the like the, the pain and the sorrow that you feel from it and, like, the, the remorse and then you'll be a better person. And yeah. season two was just that for Steve. Steve oh, absolutely. Like, man, and season he was two, like the my way he was like, look, oh, he was my favorite character yeah. from season two easily. I have a shirt that's him and Dustin walking along the train tracks. Yes. That says uh, Steve Harrington Babysitting Company. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, yeah, but, that's uh, awesome. And what I love is just like all the all the references to the 80s because like that was so obviously an homage to uh-huh. Stand By Me. Yeah. Oh, God. And like... Oh, I yeah. fucking love Stranger Things, dude. Stranger Things. It was the really it was the only show. show, probably the only show ever that I finished the first season and I was like this is probably a top 2 favorite show of mine ever. Really? Wow. After one season. Yeah. No, they, they their first season was absolutely incredible. I, I remember like the this the the movement that that show had. Like, oh, and like I love that it's getting a cult following. Me too. Me and too. And it's not even a cult following. It's like it's mainstream. It is. Exactly. And like to an extent, I like that, but I don't want it to go the same route that Game of Thrones did, the way it got mainstream, mm-hmm. and then like they kind of had to appeal to everybody more. Yeah. But Stranger Things, I think it happened early enough that mm-hmm. they'll be able to work with it. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. I think so, too. I really think... Uh, or, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, I like that. I like this show especially, too, because of, like, just, like, its aesthetic. Like, it has one of the best like it dude it anything vintage aesthetic well dude the 80s the way they like i Definitely. obviously i didn't live in the 80s mm-hmm. but my dad he when he watched the entire first season in a night and he said yeah i went to bed he was watching the first episode i wake up for school the next morning he's on the last Swear. one he's on the last dude, one sitting is, in his recliner that is a g that fucking is love that literally dude. me like yes <laughs> and i was like I walked up I was like, oh, you're still working on it. That's fucking awesome. You're still, you're still working on it. <laughs> and so I got to watch the fir- beginning of the very first episode and the very end of the last episode yep. of them. <laughs> and it's enough. just hilarious. But I mean, he was like, dude, this is exactly what growing up in the 80s was like. Really? Like He's like, like obviously minus the monsters and stuff. <laughs> but he was like, they, they capture every single detail. Uh-huh. Like, wallpaper yeah. and music and like the way they did the music is so impressive because they don't just have random 80s songs playing yeah they have it so that like it lines up with the time period yeah. in which the songs were released exactly so like uh seasons season two was set in uh winter of 84, yeah, 84. or fall into winter of 84 mm-hmm. and uh one of the main songs that they show is uh by the police uh, i'll be watching you oh, no yeah. matter what I'll be watching you. And that came out summer of 84. Wow. It came out summer of 84, so it would have been a big pop hit all the way through fall and winter. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just the the specific detail-oriented, just everything Mm -hmm. about it is brilliant. Yeah, the Duffer Brothers really, like, dived in. but like, And it's crazy how they dived in so historically to be so historically accurate with a sci-fi show. Oh, amazing. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, gotta love Stranger Things though. That's you can't say enough. About Stranger that. Things three coming on July fourth. Indeed, can't wait to watch that all in a night. <laughs> Honestly, I, I definitely watched. The, I remember season two came out. I think the day I took the ACT was that it. It came out on Halloween. Oh, sh- 
Oh wait, was that? I can't even remember. I there was one day that I I took a I took the ACT and I came back and, and I watched just it? watched Stranger Things. And this might have been season one actually. Am I? Oh yeah. I think I took it in October. The, the, oh yeah. The, yeah. It, it probably would have been season one then. Yeah. Okay. Then I I, I like binge that basically in a yeah. night. Like I I went I just ran through it. Like it's hard not to. Like, oh, it's impossible. You get not started to. with it and it's just like. What's cool too is that like I notice this every time I'm watch I'm rewatching it is that. The, the episodes keep you so enti- like so enticed and so enthralled and mm-hmm. then the ending happens and you're like shit that was one episode yeah like yeah. they're so the episodes feel so long they do but they move so and like it, everything's happening so that mm-hmm. you are so enticed the entire time and each one really makes you want to watch just another like that's, oh absolutely it, it it's so I'll, I'll take in anything with it with an aesthetic you know oh, yeah if yeah. you have a vibe You'll keep me to it i'm always gonna want to watch it like like what I said about Euphoria earlier, that's the only thing that was like that drew me to it in the first place. I mean, I love Zendaya, yeah. but the the vibe the posters were putting out and the yeah. trailers, just everything about it, it seemed so like uh, I don't know, just like wavy. Ooh, super wavy. Like, uh, it does like, seem wavy. Yeah, like it's it's got like the the purple and blue, just mm-hmm. like I like like those are. That's the aesthetic. It's just like purple and blue. <laughs> <laughs> Those are sad like colors. And like yeah, and the, but like they're beautiful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they are. They definitely are beautiful. And that's what Stranger Things does really well. And that's what I was afraid of with them switching from the fall aesthetic into the summer aesthetic. Mm. But judging by the trailers that I've seen, they, bro, they're gonna they, nail it. Yeah, they're gonna. They're nail gonna nail it. it. Whatever they do, that I did really appreciate the fall aesthetic. The whole like creepy kind of thing with October 31st. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, they, it, they they plan that show really Perfectly. Well. Really and, like, well. every time a Stranger Things season drops, I listen to that soundtrack immediately. Soundtrack. All the way through. Bro. Yo. Yo, there ain't any words on that bitch. No. I listen to it all the way through. Every time. <laughs> every time. I need to add that to my silence playlist now. Bro, listen. I mean, there are so many songs that I just listen to. Mm-hmm. Because I can. Because you can. It's like it. It kind of takes you back, but it also like I don't know. Like it, there's a certain. It takes feel me to, to a place, songs. you know, yeah. that like it I just like to... I can't get there any other way. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the specific song that I listen to like all the time <laughs> that I fucking love. I think it's on the Stranger Things two soundtrack. But yes, it is. Uh, Eulogy. You oh shoot, Bro. No, I remember Eulogy. Just that a was... bum 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 bum. Just all the use of the synths. Uh-huh. The and ev- synths the were synths. something else. Those were like I don't know like whoever they have making their music, but like you're rocking it with the synths. Like oh, keep you going. are killing shit. And, and Kyle feels... Dixon and Michael Stein, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing it. It feels '80s. Like er, oh, that's what it like, is. Yeah. It feels 80s without being too 80s, you know, because like 80s music is really corny. Yeah, And exactly. that like none of it really means anything. It all just sounded really good, which yeah. is really weird to me. They had discovered the synth, basically. Yeah, like, and they were just like, let's build off this shit, Bing, you know? bing, 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 <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Like, they're just like, yeah, I man. Ran, <laughs> I ran so far away. Like, Did what? you know? <laughs> <laughs> so good, though. I fucking love everything about the soundtrack. Yeah. And, like, even songs where, like, you're like, wait, this is scary. <laughs> like, they have, like, yeah. these beat drops that are like, and you're, you're like, like, oh, my God, I love no, it. Because, like, they get some pretty scary scenes. Like, when you see, like, the, uh, what's the name of the big the big creature? 
I can't remember. Oh, uh, the Shadow Monster? Yeah, the, is that really the name? That, that's that, what they dubbed it, but they okay. also called it something else. Ah, oh, shit. Like, whenever the Shadow Monster comes on, they play some of the most terrifying music I've seen in Oh, I fucking show. love the soundtrack, God. dude. Yeah. Like, that's probably my favorite part of the show in its entirety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you have a good soundtrack? It's honestly, like, a, a key part of just... Ha- that, like that captures the aesthetic, you know? Yeah, it captures the aesthetic and keeps people enticed. Like, Oh, the uh, the vibe of Euphoria that I was looking for. It's very lo-fi. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I'm a lo-fi guy. I am also a lo-fi guy. I listen to a lot of lo-fi. Yeah, okay. I definitely need to check that show out. You definitely sure. do. Yeah. Bro. But yeah, Stranger Things 3, coming July 4th. Be on the lookout because Hello. we will watch that immediately. It'll be... That's... Two weeks away, we'll probably have an entire season breakdown. Of, <laughs> yeah, honestly, of that show. Yeah, I'm and I cannot definitely wait. Definitely gonna watch that as soon. I as cannot it wait. That's gonna be incredible. So next week <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Episode seven coming next week. We're not sure exactly what we're gonna talk about yet. Yeah, we'll get the plan made up this week. Just, just know we're gonna be hitting your ears with some wisdom, some knowledge, some dropping knowledge. the jewels. And, you know, just doing it how Penny Bloom does it. You know, we know this was an extremely long episode. Definitely our longest so far. We're coming serious? up on two and a half hours here. <laughs> but, you know, take it in by segments. Yeah. yeah. That's what. That's why we did this, you don't know? Don't listen all at once. That's you, you, we've already I mean, talked if you want to listen to it all at once, yeah, go for uh, it. By all means. I absolutely invite you By all you means. To. But, you know, binging isn't always the move. It isn't always Sometimes the move. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta savor what you can get. Yeah, exactly. And, uh... We know we dive really deep into some things. We know we had a 50-minute segment, but... It felt like 30, I swear. It, fe- it felt so quick. We had so we have so much fun doing this. We have so much fun just talking, you know? Yeah. We don't even give a shit if you like our opinions. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't. Like, yeah. this is I more mean, for like, myself never than re- it is for you. Kid Cudi... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kid Cudi said it best. He said, I never really gave a fuck what people thought about me. I mean, I did, but fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 and that's that's what it's all about here on the Penny that's Bloom Pod. That's what it's Pod. about. If you're not doing that, then what you doing? So we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Keanu Reeves. Peace, Keanu love. Reeves. Peace, love, and positivity. Peace, love, and bloom. <laughs>